to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we are always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And Valentine's Day is around the corner. But if you don't have a date, don't worry. We've got your back with movies, TV, and games (laughs) to keep you company on perhaps the loneliest day of the year. Well, maybe. I said perhaps. Okay. (laughs) Or perhaps the happiest day of the year if you're really thrilled to be single. Yeah. Or not single. Either way. I mean, you could be married or in a relationship and be miserable on Valentine's Day. You could. Be like, ah, fuck, I gotta spend the whole fucking evening with this person. Yeah, whenever I told my coworker today that I was like, oh yeah, I asked for a Friday off. And she was like, why? And I was like, it's Valentine's Day. And she was like, oh. <laughs> she followed by she with, like, you must really I'm love- sorry. <laughs> she was like, you must really love Steven. I was like, I mean, yeah, we got yeah. married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was probably yeah. baffled by that idea. Yeah, she was very confused. Huh, yeah, I guess you do love him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to know that I'm on first name basis with people I've never met. Yeah. You've met her. Oh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she was forgettable. Okay. Does she listen? I don't think so. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not going to name her anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You didn't even name her, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on episode 19. Yes. We are almost to 20. Is 20 a landmark, or is that just kind of like... Uh, um. I mean, it's a landmark if you're talking about anniversaries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 20 is pretty impressive. Well, because, like, we went to the IGN 20-year right, right. thing. You know, and I was like, why don't they just do one at 25? You know, they did one right. at 20. So I was like, is 20 a thing then that I don't know about? I mean, it, 20 years is a pretty good, big so. deal. 20 episodes is probably less so. but I mean, but this is a big deal for me. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Do you know how long it took me to actually do a podcast? Yes, I do. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Makes this conversation a lot shorter. Please, how how long did it take you? I don't know. Oh, but okay. Too long. Yes. Because I'm easily stressed with. Yeah. The unknown. Right. As are most individuals these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for all I know, I'm just talking to nobody every week. I mean, that's the beauty of it, though, because you can say whatever you want. Yeah. And it I mean, really... I'm not. I know people are listening. I know. I just feel like. I could just be doing this and no one even knows. Yeah. I think that's what's supposed to be... Like, yes, you want people to listen to you, but that's what's supposed to be so cool about a podcast. Because, like, you're just getting your feelings out there and you're getting your opinions out there. Yeah. And it really doesn't fucking matter if somebody's listening. Like, yes, if you want to make a business out of it, of course it matters. Yeah. But if you're just trying to... If you're doing it because you enjoy it, then yeah. Maybe we'll have, like, much. a pretty big spike on, like, on Friday, hopefully. Hopefully a lot of people listening because yeah. we'll have nothing better to do. Yeah, hopefully. Because they were broken up with on Thursday night. Yeah. By text. Yeah, by text. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're breaking up. Short you should words. check out this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> They're right up your alley. Yeah. Being single on Valentine's right. Day. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy the podcast. It just took me time to get comfortable with the idea that I'm putting something out there in the world that people are going to hear. Mm-hmm. Or I guess I should say we. Because I yeah. dragged you into it. Yeah. That happened. Shouldn't have married me. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't listen to your coworker. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get started. Okay. We've got game news. Yeah. Uh, and we have other kind of news. We've got lots of news. That's our first yeah. section of news. Um. So 
Don't hate the news, hate the game. <laughs> but news. don't hate the games. <laughs> I want to preface this by saying, so so I know coronavirus is in the news, still, still happening. Um, I want to make a point to say that as much as people might complain about, uh, I've seen complaints about like delays of things and people are like, man, why is this happening? Uh, like delaying a console or a game or whatever, or potential mm-hmm. thoughts of it being de- delaying something that we're looking forward to. That's yes, unfortunate, but people need to remember that a lot of people are sick and some people are dying and it is important to, uh, really respect these companies for putting people's safety above profit. Yeah, and that's a very honorable thing to be doing. Absolutely. Because they don't have to. They don't have it's to. It's not yeah, their there's problem no, that they there's don't a virus that's harming society. Um, it's in their best interest because only alive people buy video games, um, <laughs> as well, far as we know. For now. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to applaud the people Might in the gaming, the companies. Reach for. <laughs> okay. The gaming industry companies that are so far have shown uh, empathy towards the situation and made some sort of delays and have acknowledged it and taken care of it in ways, some other ways. Um, I mean, you always see delays in games, not necessarily for this reason, mm -hmm. but just whatever. You'll see delays on games or movies or whatever. And, you know, that's the natural reaction you see most people have is, this is bullshit. Yeah, where's my game? (laughs) obviously, they don't understand that it's only in their best interest if something is delayed. Yeah. Or even if it's not directly helpful to them, Mm -hmm. it's helpful to somebody else. There's a reason. It's Mm -hmm. not because they're just like, I don't want to get up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right, so just have a quick rundown of a couple of more recent things related to the gaming industry, which may may have been caused by coronavirus. Um, To As a background, the Chinese government extended the Lunar New Year holiday to February 10th which closed all businesses and factories. So everybody was, they were encouraged to stay home. And uh, that actually was shown to have a spike in video game demand, <laughs> um, which is not surprising, I guess, if you think about it. Um, including one of the places, uh, one of the companies specifically, Oculus Quest has been selling out in some regions, probably the ones where they can't go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're expecting to get pr- production delays and they made an announcement as such. Um well, who made the announcement of nobody's working? I think Oculus Quest had people that were not in the area oh, okay. that made that announcement. <laughs> That's my assumption. I don't but know. But who for sure. told them the problem? Yeah. I maybe there's email. I don't okay. know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think email still Somehow works. Somehow somebody's doing work yeah. they shouldn't be they doing can in China. See, they can see demand. Uh, all their games are selling out. Um, another thing that happened was Take Two Interactive's uh, brand Private Division announced that its port of the Outer Worlds to the Nintendo Switch has been delayed due to coronavirus, which was originally planned to release in March. They do not have a new ETA, but they have, they did say it's going to be released on a physical cartridge now, um, and they will update whenever they get an ETA. Were they not going to be a physical cartridge to begin that's with? That's my understanding. How else would it be delayed? Otherwise, it's just Digitally, digital. I mean, I, that shouldn't be an impact on... A digital release. I don't know. Okay. I didn't. That didn't. Ha- they didn't have that information, but okay. I just gave you as much as I found. Okay. I'll look into that more. Yeah. Maybe see if there's an update for next week. Yeah, there might be. You know, um, we'll celebrate with the update on our twentieth. Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Um. This is a big one, and this is really proactive on their part. PUBG Corporation announced they're postponing PGS Berlin, which is scheduled for April. So they're really like planning ahead. Like we're just gonna. 
play it safe and not have this just in case. Yeah, which is well, good. I mean, it helps them too. Yes. Not having. Yeah. Not just the people attending. Right, right. Um, and then something else that was uh, announced or that came out was that Ubisoft's Chinese studios were announced to have been closed for a week due to recent, quote, disruptions. Um, this was a discussion that came up during the quarter three earnings meeting with investors. Um, and Ives Guillemot said that, but he did not explicitly mention coronavirus as the cause. But I mean, I think we all know that that's clearly why their offices were closed in China. That's a fair assumption based yeah, on the government. Or the lunar... The Lunar New Year, but that's not a disruption. That's a holiday. Well, I know, but I just meant like (laughs) if their wording of disruption just meant something not allowing progress of work. Right. That's true. Yes. So it could be a combination. Yeah. Most likely it's. It's probably related, even if it's not the only reason. Yeah. (laughs) You know, lesson learned. Yeah. Stop selling Corona in China. Yeah. So that's the update that I've got on coronavirus and how it affects the gaming world. Okay. Well, I mean, we actually have a little bit more. In regards to Ubisoft, mm-hmm. uh, that same man, Yves Guillemont. Okay. I, like to, I just like to say names like that. <laughs> yeah. I would like to buy a Damburger. Der Burger? <laughs> I apologize if any French listeners heard that. Yeah. It's purely out of enjoyment yeah. for Steve Martin. Are you sure you didn't mean Martin Short? I am sure. <laughs> Okay. If you don't get that joke, you didn't listen to our Oscar special. Yeah. <laughs> so go back and listen to it. But go listen to it. Yeah. Uh, posted uh, as of yesterday, and yeah. it's only like an hour and a half. So yeah, it's, it's a, a nice, quick, it's a quick short listen. one for us. <laughs> so if you missed the Oscars or just didn't care. Yeah. But you want to listen but to you us. But you care enough to hear somebody else care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or not necessarily care, but just kind of babble about, about things. Yeah. Related to Babbling Oscars. Babbling is accurate. You know, go listen. It's a good time. Yeah. Uh, but Ubisoft. So this is news via IGN. They uh, Ubisoft apparently has plans to release five AAA games in 2020 through 2021, which is very confusing because they had all these delays mm-hmm. with all these big titles. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they've got a bunch of games that they're like, get these out of the fucking building. We got to sell, sell, sell. Are they all going to be like end loaded? Like all at the same time? I don't know. I'm just trying to see how this is going to work out for them. Well, here's the scheduling plan, it looks like. Okay. By this year, they plan to have three of these AAA titles out. Okay. So you're imagining at least... So you figure maybe a March, October, December, something like that. You're gonna hit. You're definitely going to hit the holiday, especially yeah. with the new gen definitely. consoles. There, there's at least something there that's going to be on the next gen as well. Right. Uh, so three... Titles supposedly by the end of this year, two titles by early 2021, which early could mean like within the first six months. I, mean, I don't. Right. It, yeah. <laughs> their definition yeah. of early doesn't necessarily mean the you know January or February. Yes. So uh, here is a quote from CEO Yves Guillemont. I'm not going to do it in the accent. Okay. Because I don't know if I can. You probably shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to call up Jean-Claude Van Damme to do that. Yeah. We have evolved our organizational structure in recent months in order to strengthen our focus on high potential titles. And we are very excited about the idea of releasing five new AAA games in 2020 through 2021. So, yeah. I mean, I'll 
believe it when I see it, I guess. Okay, sure. I mean... Yeah, I mean, you're right that March seems like a good idea if they're they're planning on that, but that seems like very soon to have not actually announced yeah, yet. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, it it would have to be a smaller title if it's that early. I, maybe maybe June, July. Yeah, that's it's what just, I was thinking. Summer is usually the slower time for game releases. It's crazy to But me. at the same time... Games are becoming more year-round releases True. than they used to be, so yeah. you never know. Yeah. Uh, but there's some suspicions about like what the games could be. There's you know obviously no official titles out for these five AAA games. Uh, what we do know, unfortunately, is that Beyond Good and Evil Two is not among the five titles, mm. which was announced many years ago and has been pretty quiet since. So it's even got to the point that people are worried that it's not a thing. But they've never canceled it, and they're saying it's still a thing. So for now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but we do, you know, like I had mentioned earlier, there was delays. So we had Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters mm-hmm. all delayed. Uh, so those are presumably three of those titles that will be launched within these five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we know that there is rumors of a new Assassin's Creed game with a Vikings backdrop to it. Yes. So if that's real, mm-hmm. that's probably going to be one of them because Assassin's Creed is pretty much due for a new game. Odyssey's been out for a few years now, so that would make four titles. And then there's also the project Skull and Bone, which they've shown at like E3s and stuff. Uh, it's gotten pretty good reactions from people but i guess they're just not quite ready with that it's kind of been indefinitely delayed so mm-hmm. uh, that could be the fifth it's all you know speculation about what these games are but right. we have a good idea based off what was already announced and delayed so yeah i mean they're going through a crazy restructure so who knows what what's going on maybe they have like a mystery tile that they've been working on secretly that no one even knows about yeah maybe so we'll see i'm really interested in that yeah. uh, assassin's creed with a Vikings backdrop situation. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Uh, we don't know if that's real. It's... Right. That's it's the rumored. Rumor. Yeah. yeah. I know. I mean, we know it's there's going to be Assassin's be ca- Creed. It's just yeah. what it will be. It's rumored to be called Ragnarok, but then there's others that say it's not. So... Yeah. Anyway. That's a whole different discussion. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all mysteries. Yeah. But what is not a mystery is the official PlayStation website's new update on the PS5. Okay. So they've added a section for the ps5 uh, and this is news via push square so <laughs> that's clever yeah yeah <laughs> uh so they've basically featured their logo that they've revealed you know which is a the super creative ps5 one. yeah so insane it's it, it's very limited it just shows the logo and it has some text that reads playstation 5 is coming launches holiday 2020 and then it follows up by saying, we've begun to share some of the incredible features you can expect from PlayStation 5, but we're not quite ready to fully unveil the next generation of PlayStation. Yeah. And then uh, it provides a section to fill in your email mm-hmm. and submit it so that they can give you uh, information as they trickle it out about mm-hmm. like any game announcements uh, release dates for those games, the price of the console, pretty much any detail they can think of. Did you sign up already? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> On two emails, just in case just one in case. didn't show up. Good, yeah. 
Yeah, of course I did, Sly. Uh, so, if anybody's interested in getting details on the PS5, go over to the PlayStation website. You can just Google PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Probably the first link you'll see. Uh, and then you should be able to find a section for PlayStation 5. Add your email and you'll get emails as soon as they have more info. The speculation is March for a reveal of the price and all that kind of stuff. But there's also speculation that Sony's trying to hold out until Xbox reveals their price Mm. in case they want to undercut the price on them for, you know, competitive reasons. Right. Who knows? I guess it's a game of chicken if that's what they're both doing. Yeah. Because it's kind of crazy. We're already in February and there's no release price for consoles that are coming out this year. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyways, uh, but speaking of competition between Xbox and Sony, a spokesperson for Xbox has made comments that they no longer consider PlayStation or Nintendo competitors in the market, in the Microsoft market. Which is... Which makes no sense at first, right? You think, like, well, that makes no sense. They're video game companies. Like, how are they not competitors? Yeah. Especially with PlayStation kicking Xbox's ass with the last gen. Yeah. Uh... You know, obviously Nintendo does their own thing, but they're selling well. Right. They're like a companion console, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, what it is, is Microsoft sees themselves going in a different direction. They don't see themselves as a console-only structure. They see themselves as the feature of streaming. Yes. And cloud gaming. Yeah. Where they feel that Sony and Nintendo do not have the ecosystem structure to support such a direction in gaming right they really uh, are just consoles and not yeah. so much a huge network i mean sony's getting there but they would have to basically either buy a company that would support it already yeah or partner with somebody yeah whereas microsoft can just do that yes plus they have the you know uh x cloud thing yes, right now true. so they're already ahead of the game on that yeah uh so microsoft perceives Amazon and Google to be their feature of com- of competition as far as the streaming okay. cloud gaming service market. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Amazon kind of was interesting because they do try to do gaming within their ecosystem to an extent, but it's really more mobile style. It's not so... Yeah. There's a... That's a... So tr- there, are, there have been rumors that Amazon has been working on prototypes of a console, but... Yeah, but as it exists now, the Amazon store is trash for gaming. Yeah, it even doesn't. It doesn't even have a good selection of mobile games. <laughs> yeah. So they've got a lot to work on if they're actually going to be real competitors. But they do have a huge network and the infrastructure in place, in theory. So I guess that's what they're going with. Yeah, and I mean, even Google. I mean, there's been concerns that they aren't doing well with the uh, Stadia, but. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out there. Yeah. And the people that I've heard that have it seem to enjoy it. So it's just mm-hmm. a question of how, how committed, I guess, Google is to that. Right. Um, but so Google, I would say, is like the biggest competitor as far as right now. Yeah. Uh, but they guess Amazon and Google both use a tech that is similar to Microsoft's Azure. Okay. 
I'm not quite sure what that is, no, but no, I guess no. that means something to people who... It means something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Please explain it to us. Write, <laughs> write to us at dtfpod at gmail.com. We don't know what it is. Yes. <laughs> but we never claim to be tech experts, to be fair. Yes. Uh, and then in the Xbox realm, uh, Rod Ferguson, who is known for the Gears franchise, mm-hmm. he's, you know, worked on all of the current trilogy of the of the series and uh head of the coalition uh has tweeted out uh this week actually that he is leaving the company what to move over to blizzard activision blizzard what? that's crazy yeah isn't, isn't he like the reason gears exists no, no. um I misunderstood that then, I guess. No, he's not necessarily the creator. He just kind of took it over at a certain point. Okay. I believe he's been in there since early on, if okay. not the beginning, but he's not, like, the main creator of okay. it. Okay. Um, basically, I think he mainly took over when Microsoft bought the IP from uh, Okay. Uh, Epic, because Epic used to own it. Right. It was an exclusive for 360, Okay. but Epic owned it, and then they sold the rights to Microsoft. Okay. And that's when the coalition kind of took over after Gears 3 or Judgment, one of the two. Okay, so epic as in Fortnite? Yes. What the fuck? Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, that's that's nice. And you actually kind of see in the early Fortnite... You kind of see the same mechanics yeah, because I was thinking about that originally just now. Fortnite was a defense tower construction defense, game, yeah. like a tower defense game. Yeah. Uh, and it just failed. And then they basically made this battle royale mode. Yeah. And that just exploded with yeah. popularity. Wow. And that's what the game be- became. But technically, there's a campaign to Fortnite that was completely different than what people know it as. Wow. Uh, and those mechanics of that campaign are very similar to what you see in Gears, like, 3, and Judgment, and moving forward even with the uh, Horde mode, I think is what uh, they call okay. it. okay. Interesting. Where you kind of make defense base and, and defend against levels right. of, of Horde. That's very interesting. Yeah. So. Who'd have thunk it? Yep. Exactly. So, I mean, best of luck to him. Uh, we actually met him. At E3 this yeah, last year, uh, he was just sitting in a chair mm-hmm. over by the out. Gears Five booth thing. Yeah, and uh, went up to him after I got the courage of not bothering to bother him. Yeah, he was just on his phone doing something. Yeah, and then I just you know went up to him, said I was a fan of the series and what he's done, and and uh, he took a picture with us. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That was really cool. Really friendly, kind guy. Yeah. So, best of luck to him. Yeah. Uh, I guess basically he's going to take over the Diablo franchise for I mean, for Blizzard. That I know they've okay. kind of been in the shit can with that. Lately. People just want the next Diablo. Uh, and what they got was this mobile game called Immortal. Which is And trash. people were pissed when yeah. that was announced at yeah. the uh, BlizzCon. Yeah. So. Which rightfully so because it was absolute garbage. Yeah. And then of course there's the whole issue with the hearthstone pro player from oh right was it china even Blitzchung? yes you yeah, know and they made the decision about a ruling on yes on whatever he that was did about the Hong Kong and, situation. yeah so blizzard isn't in the best of light uh as far right. as the fan base goes so 
I think they needed to make a move to to try and improve the franchise for Diablo. I mean, it could go really, really well. Yeah. I mean, he's done great work for the Gears franchise. Mm -hmm. He's really, you know, made it blossom. It kind of was getting stale after three Mm -hmm. in most gamers' eyes. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's not the only person leaving a big company in the gaming industry. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Co-founder Dan Hauser is leaving Rockstar and Take-Two Games. Oh. Take-Two owns Rockstar. So uh, he is the head writer on Bully, Red Dead Redemption, and GTA. Uh, He's the co-founder with his brother, Sam Hauser, who will still stay active on all current and future projects with the company. So just the one is leaving. Okay. Uh, So I wouldn't expect too much... Not very many changes. Yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't impact the properties that they are working on too yeah, much. Right. Um. So yeah, he. I don't think there was really any info as to why he's leaving. Uh, but he's leaving the company on March 11th. So. Wow, that's crazy. A lot of uh, comings and goings right now in the media world. Yeah, I mean you see. People make big moves, but yeah, it's just so early on yeah. in the year that, that you don't really expect it. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was actually on just kind of a vacational leave for a little bit, too, after GTA, um, or sorry, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, okay. Because that was such a big launch. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll see what, what's up for him in the future, but as of right now, I don't think we know what he's doing after March 11th. Okay. Uh, well, I've got two teeny tiny little tidbits for everybody that are kind of fun, indirectly gaming-related things. A uh, new study came out, um, published by McGill University in a, like a scientific journal called Medicine and Science in Sports and Exercise. It's very specific. Um, <laughs> apparently, according to a study they just did... 15 minutes, just 15 minutes of cardio before you start playing your video game can can save you on car insurance. (laughs) No. (laughs) Sorry, cardio insurance. Yeah, no. Not that either. (laughs) It will uh, improve your brain function and cause better gaming performance. Um, This is obviously not a blanket statement. It's just a pilot study. It was an N of 20. It's a statistically significant number, but not a huge study. And they only used... League of Legends for the game that they tested. They showed um, just because they wanted to keep it consistent. Min- mm-hmm. Minimize the variables. Um, basically, they took these uh, individuals who were enrolled in the study and they had them go uh, do their 15 minutes of high-intensity cardio and then go play the game mm-hmm. for X period of time. And they measured and saw how well they did. And then they also had them go do the game after not doing any exercise all day. And they measured their performance. Okay. Now, were these just random people, or were they like specifically pro gamers or hardcore gamers, or? I think they were random people. Okay. I didn't have all the details. I, you of the would study. imagine the variable would be like, well, is the person just good at the game over the other person? No, they were comparing them to each other, to themselves. Okay. They weren't comparing them to the other people in the study. They okay. were just comparing the person to himself or herself, and basically rested versus cardio. Cardio, gotcha. <laughs> whatever. Um, so it's a it's a very preliminary thing, but it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they've known that uh, cardio can 
cause boosts in brain performance and like because the synapses are firing at a higher rate yeah. and all that and stuff. Get some oxygen to the brain. Yeah. Pump, it's pretty cool. Pump the blood. So through. you know, if that's not any if that's not a reason to use the damn treadmill, I don't know what yeah. is. I mean <laughs> we finally have reasons to exercise yeah, people. Finally. So we can be better there at were video no games. No reasons other than this. <laughs> um and then also tangentially related to video games, Atari is opening up a video game themed hotel chain. Uh, the first one of which will be breaking ground in Phoenix, Arizona this fall. This is an article from the New York Times and there's going to be eight total locations. Um, Phoenix, Austin, Chicago, Denver, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Seattle, and San Jose. Mm. Some of them will usually have large venues and studios to potentially host big esports events, um, okay. which is pretty cool. And their motto is trying, they're trying to make something with the motto of eat, sleep, and play. They want to have like an interactive. Pretty original. Yeah, I know. But whatever. The point is. Isn't that Dave and Buster's? Come eat, stay, or I don't know. It's something like that. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Once you come, you'll never leave. Whatever. The point is, they're, uh, it seems like it's going to be interesting because they, they're talking about how they're going to have different themed rooms and have like an interactive experience. Okay. So I think it seems like yeah, a cool, I, fun thing. Atari's trying to, I think it's new ownership of the brand. They tried to come back with an Atari <laughs> retro console and they're making a new whatever console that's like extremely expensive. Yeah, they're it's, trying to maintain relevancy. I think this hotel thing is a cool idea because it's yeah, different. It does seem yeah. cool. I think bringing a new co- bringing a console back, maybe yeah. don't do that. The esports makes sense on like a gaming brand concept, yeah. but like e- esports has no relevance to Atari. No, so. no, no. They they're just trying to go with the whole um, destination, uh, like trying to eat, sleep, play, whatever. You know what I mean? They're trying to go with the niche markets that people are looking for because people don't usually want to go stay at just a regular hotel like if you have the option to stay somewhere that's got some kind of gimmick then you usually a lot of people want to do that these days because it's like an experience not just a hotel yeah i get it so yeah i thought it was fun if it does well maybe you'll see sony or nintendo or yeah or one of the other companies try building hotels do the same shit yeah you know uh, the one thing I think is fun, though, is Atari, uh, I guess, owns, or they were the owners of Roller Coaster Tycoon. So I feel like they could bring that in. I know that the game is about building roller coasters. Mm-hmm. But if they had a roller coaster at the hotel, yeah, because of having a game ownership, yeah. well, it would I mean, be kind of cool. There's hotels in Vegas that have the roller coasters on the roof. I know. So and they have a, a, it a good be far-fetched. Any. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so start starting in Phoenix. Yeah, this fall. Okay, well, it's not too far away. Yeah, well, so. I think that about covers the gaming news for this week. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But you want to talk about some? You know, we talked about Valentine's Day. We did. We are in the gaming section. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about a couple game? Well, not talk about them, but just list a couple yes. games that maybe couples would like to play together. Yeah. Uh, you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. I think um, my recommendation for uh, an online co-op game you could play with your significant other would be literally any of the Borderlands games. 
Um, but probably Borderlands 3, and I'm assuming they're going to have some kind of themed content, because they usually do that around holidays. And yeah. usually they'll give you some shift key codes as well to get yeah. extra shit out of it. So that might be kind of fun. I mean, we need to get back into that. Yeah, We've we do. <laughs> dropped playing a while we back. dropped it we like a hot to... rock i don't know what the fuck happened yeah yeah <laughs> so um i think we should check that out and then um the other night which we forgot that we did this the other night we played like what little was left of that demo of mm-hmm. unravel 2 mm-hmm. and well we thought it was that we thought game. it was the game turned out it was a demo turns out it was a demo bullshit thing yeah. but either way I thought it was really fun, and it was local co-op, and I think that would be a cute game to play with your yeah. significant other for Valentine's Day if you uh, want to buy it, you know? Yeah, it's, I don't think it's very expensive. I think it's like 20 at most, because yeah. it's, it's a smaller yeah. independent game yeah. through EA. Right, and you really do have to like work together and realize, like, you don't really have, um, because you can customize your character, which is kind of fun, mm-hmm. um, but then you, like, you can make, choose the color yarn. That's it's not really like a huge amount of customization, but you don't have to be just red and blue. That was a selling point for I'm you. not saying it's a selling point, but I'm just saying you it's it's a fun little detail which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, that's true. I was yeah. shocked you could I was do just that. like, okay, it's red and blue, that's all I got. Yeah. Um I don't think each character has any different skills from each other, so it's nice no, you each have the same thing, but you do game. have to know to cooperate with each other and like say one person has to do this thing while the other one does another thing to get each yeah. t- certain tasks done. So It reminded me a lot of portal 2 yes but much easier for yes. people to play with somebody who may not be that good at games oh yeah not throwing shade at you uh-huh. at all uh-huh. don't even go there okay i'm just saying yes for couples that like one of them may not be as into games yes or i 100 agree with you able to play them as yeah. well because with portal 2 you always had to get both characters to a certain location and in this one, you're literally connected to the other characters. Yeah, so, so you can just pull somebody Worst case, up. if you can get one person to the location, you can just pull yourself up that rope and then you're both there. It's yeah. fucking great. I thought that was a really cool feature because you can play even with your, like, your kid, potentially. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo has a lot of games like that, too, mm-hmm. where they're more so single-player yeah. games, but they have like a, like a, a mode, a controller yeah. mode where you can assist with mm. the person. Gotcha. Mostly kids, right? Yeah. Nintendo yeah. games. Yeah. Well, I thought it was fun. Those are my two suggestions. Okay. You had two? Yeah. Okay. Well, I am going to go with one that is actually on Game Pass currently. Okay. As of this week. Okay. So, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh, yeah. Uh, It is not local. It has to be online. online. So, maybe it's better for somebody who's like long distance dating somebody. Yeah. Or just doesn't live with them and just... (laughs) Has two TVs yeah. in the same room. Yeah. Whatever your situation. Whatever. Yeah. However you need has to Has to be technically online. Yes. Uh, but it's co-op. Just came out on Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also on PS4. Right. Okay. Um, you know, first person shooter. Cool. RPG kind of feel to it. Um, so I thought that was a good one for currently. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then also, it's not, okay, well, can I do three? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So my second one, they aren't technically a co-op game, but you can play them co-op. Okay. The Telltale games. Okay. So. As soon as you said that, I was like, I know where you're going You know, the, the Batman one is currently on Xbox. Yeah. Games with 
gold, so that's free for anybody who has Xbox yeah. right now. Uh, plus, those games are always dirt cheap, so yeah, PlayStation's probably going to have it pretty cheap. Yeah. And it was on Plus, I think, for a while, so... Okay. Anyways, the Batman one, kind of relevant right now. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands, they have that one. I hear that's actually the best one. We have oh, it, right. but we've we never played it, so maybe we could do that. Yeah. And The Walking Dead, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, that's true. And they are really good. In fact, they're kind of what helped propel the TV the series. Telltale. Oh, Yeah. Well, the franchise in general. Yeah. I mean, start with the comics, went to the games, and the TV show. Right. Um, so, they're not technically co-op. It's a, you know, singular game, but, like, right. because you make choices and such. Yeah. It's kind of something you, you could interact kind of, with each other and, I know, and decide on. we did that on. with the, the Walking Dead one. Yeah, exactly. Um, because so, I was, like, too nervous to make the decisions, so I yeah. made you make them. <laughs> yeah. And those are on all consoles, Xbox, PlayStation. Okay. Um, even Switch has some of them. Okay. Uh, and then this is the one I wanted to add on, which okay. is kind of the same situation. They aren't necessarily co-op. Oh, Some know, of them I are. I know what it's gonna be. What? I'm just go ahead. No, I want you to say it. It's Resident Evil. I don't know. <laughs> okay, it's Resident <laughs> Evil. So, Resident Evil Five, Six, and Revelations Two are all games that have co-op. So you could play co-op with those ones. Okay. Resident Evil 1 Remake is not co-op, but same thing. It's like a three, four-hour game, I think. Mm -hmm. You could literally knock it out in the one evening of Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. if you guys wanted to. Okay. I know it's probably a niche market of having a couple who cares about killing creatures and (laughs) escaping a mansion with a virus. Right, right. Hey, at least it's not the coronavirus. It's true. It's the T-virus. It's the T-rona-virus. No. Oh. Uh, Anyways, I thought those would be fun. Yeah. I actually saw a recommendation online for another game, which I've never heard of. I don't know if you've heard of it. Moon Hunters? No. Okay. Uh, I found a recommendation online. It was... It's uh, Moon Hunter is like a local co-op RPG-ish game, and they said it was upsettingly short, so you could theoretically finish it in, in one night, one date night. So that reminded me of that whenever you okay. mentioned it. So something yeah. I might, might be willing to check out, depending on how expensive it is, if we can find it. Actually, I guess I could throw another one in there. Uh, Sorry. Just have to one-up me, huh? Well, because you said that <laughs> it's short, and it made okay. me think of what I just talked about last week. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay. It was like less than three hours, you know, gotcha. it was story yeah. driven. So there's yeah. not like a whole lot of gameplay you have to really right. like be able to do. Yeah. You know, so it's a small story you could just do with your, okay. your date. Good. Throw that out there. Yeah. Throw that out there. And then I guess, you know, anybody who is single and not going to have anybody to, to co-op with. Yeah. We've got the perfect uh, we, games just got, for you. We've got some stuff for you. Yeah. Literally anything. Literally anything you want. Any game you want. For as long as you want, forever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't have to answer to anyone or spend time with other people. So You do have to get up to make your own pizza rolls. Yeah. I have been in that situation. Or answer the door if you order a pizza. Mm, So you've got to like occasionally have clothing on. Remember when Xbox had that thing (laughs) for the, the early... Uh, connect thing. Yes, you could order, order Domino's. Yeah. So funny. So cool. I don't think we ever got to use it, but. No. 
I think you tried to use it one time and we got so pissed off at it, I just ended up ordering it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're also supposed to be able to, like, just send a picture, like a text the emoji. of the pizza. Yeah. Pizza picture, emoji. yeah. And then, like, it'll have a link to what you typically order. Yeah. It's like so our it'll favorite just order. know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, technology. It's... Please intervene if I ever get to the point where <laughs> they know my favorite order of pizza. Yeah. That's too. They're like, are you sure that's what you want? Because you usually get this. Yeah. <laughs> I should never be that familiar with a pizza place ever. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I had a couple shows and movies too, but weren't necessarily like related to Valentine's Day. Just I thought, okay. just something to watch if you want to stay home and have a quiet evening. Okay. So obviously, how about I do TV, you do movies. Sound good? Okay. Okay. So. Mandalorian seemed like an obvious. Right, right. Shorter season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just fun to watch. Okay. Uh, the Witcher. Yeah. You know. Obviously. Yeah. Very good. What woman's not going to want to watch that, right? Exactly. Or man. I'm not I mean, here to judge. really, though. <laughs> I mean, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. All he does is show his dog and him exercising. Yeah. But I s- keep coming back. It. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, The Boys. Okay, that's a good one. I should probably say, uh, Mandalorian's on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Witcher's on Netflix. The Boys, it's kind of a love story-ish. Uh, and it's just entertaining. Okay. A weird as fuck love story, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime. Okay. And then this is probably the more Valentine's one of them all. Mm-hmm. Carnival Row. Okay. Which is a love story. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. Also on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So, anybody looking for something to watch or play? There you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was thinking of movies to watch for Valentine's Day. So, some of these are some oldies, and I have a hilarious one as well. Uh, one, you know, if you're looking for an actual romantic movie, I think neither one of us are particularly romantic comedy people. Um, okay. But I know we both really like this movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I don't think I've seen that movie. Jim Carrey. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I've what? seen parts of it. You said I know you liked he's. It. I know he's. No, you're thinking of uh, what's that one with the the little girl doing the beauty pageant? Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. I think is what you're thinking of. I thought you said you looked like this one. I don't. I think I've seen part of it. I know there was like a thing where he's like on ice and he falls in or some shit. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Either way, it's a it's a love story. It's an unconventional love story, but it is nonetheless. So, mm. um, and it's actually a really good movie, even though it's super fucking weird. Um, so that was a good one, I think. Um, Deadpool, I think, would be a good one. It came out on Valentine's Day yeah, a couple I mean, it's years a great ago. One, so. It's also a really good movie. Deadpool one, not two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I like that movie, and I think it's a good. Uh, quirky, different. There's like a million love stories happening at once, but it's not really truly a love story movie. Okay. Um, it's just like a weird Wes Anderson movie, and if you like those kind of movies, it's a good one to watch. Okay. Um, and this one I thought would be kind of funny, especially if you're like, fuck Valentine's Day. Teeth. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely a lot of fucking going on in that one. <laughs> Both physically and just uh, symbolically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I thought of it. And I was like, I, why did I think of that? <laughs> so. That is a weird one to yeah. think of. I was trying to think of something that would be like something someone would watch if they were like, fuck this holiday. And then I was like, well. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Sounds good. So there you are, people. Stuff to watch if you have somebody in your life or if you don't. Yeah. Very diverse group of games, TV, yeah. and You know what I movies. would not recommend? Do not watch fucking Irishman. <laughs> Unless you want to waste three and a half hours of your life. I mean, if you want something to, like, Netflix and chill to, I guess. I guess. Yeah, you got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> not worried about missing anything. Yeah, because you could, like, not watch for an hour and still know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's it, that's it for, officially for games. Yes. And we kind of went into some TV, so you want yeah. why don't we do some TV now? We should, Let's yeah. Let's get more TV news. Yeah. A TV news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a quick announcement for you. Sony Pictures TV chairman Mike Hopkins, who was previously the Hulu CEO, uh, is actually leaving Sony Pictures and headed to Amazon. He's going to oversee their entertainment businesses such as Prime Video, Amazon Studios, etc. And he'll be reporting directly to Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon. I feel like he left Hulu not too long ago. It was like... Um, 2014 or 2014? Okay, so I am not at all. I don't know. I might. The, no, it, I it, might have made that up. I was thinking there was like somebody within the, like the last six months who had left a big company for another one. So I must just be out of the loop. Okay, that tells me Amazon. 2017. 2017. See, I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's still a while back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that tells me Amazon is looking to strengthen their yeah their streaming they're bringing support. All the talent which is good because they're already doing really well so just fortifying yeah. that is a good yeah choice uh mr mike uh could you just fix the fucking user interface Ugh, on amazon prime real. it is horrendous can we please get our own I fucking hate watch it so list? much we need our own watch lists that's true too yeah yeah i can see all this yoga stuff yeah <laughs> and then i get rid of it and then it just keeps coming back because i keep using it or putting it on there, pretending I'm going to use yeah. it, and then using it once. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, you're going to use it or not? No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did see, I don't know how it works on our Xbox. I think it's, the problem is, like, you can only log in with one Amazon account. Mm -hmm. So the way that the Amazon Prime thing is set up is I share the Prime, because the Prime's on my account, and yeah. I share it with you. Just going to brag about that, huh? Well, I mean, you have the Netflix, I've well, got dude, the Prime. I'm the one who has Prime. I'm the one who's addicted to buying things on the internet, let's be honest. Yeah. So, There's I have always the Prime membership. It's Christmas um, every day at our yeah, house. Yeah, it is. I mean, why not? Um, so, <laughs> because of the way that I'm sharing the Prime membership with you, you should be able to log in under your own account and have your own watch list. But, because of the Xbox and how you have to... Uh, log in only one time and like no matter which user is on there mm -hmm. it's going to be the same amazon account it doesn't really work unless we were to go like a log into a different account on the tv yeah. app or something instead it's all complicated yeah. so i mean disney plus figured it out and I they're know. only they're three like months old babies so like, figure it out yeah they're younger <laughs> than baby yoda yeah so and while you're at it do something better than the rest of them have yeah make it so you can suggest things to your buddies like mm -hmm. That would be so cool. If I had that through... idea for Netflix. Yeah, I know you did. I mean, we it, can go for any, about... it can go yeah, for anybody. Yeah, we both talked about that. But we, we both... It was in context of Netflix. Yes, but I'm thinking since they're bringing on a new person, they're going to be revamping some shit all, already. So yeah. they might as well just take the ball and run with it. Yeah. 
make it so you can suggest it to your friend or yeah. to your uh, shared account person or whatever, like to the other watcher profile. Yeah, like make it like a social media thing where yeah. you like you share something that you think somebody would like to them on their profile. Yeah, and it'll just be like a category. Yeah. In your list, suggested you know. by bloody blah, yeah. yeah, yeah, suggestions from friends, and then yeah. it'll just say what it is, and then underneath the person who suggested it, yeah, you know, and then you can be, be like thumbs down, I didn't like it, fuck you, yeah, <laughs> unfriended, yeah, <laughs> unfollowed. <laughs> um, okay, new, new Amazon, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> so he is uh, not expected to be replaced for now. These they're actually reallocating his duties to the two guys who were reporting to him before, mm-hmm. and just kind of redistributing the weight for now. That's all I got. Okay. It's back to you. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Uh, <laughs> that was quite a, a positive story over there. Uh, in the same kind of business side, uh, CEO Bob Iger of Disney mm-hmm. uh, announced release windows for three... Not just one, not just two, but three major shows coming to Disney Plus in 2020. Okay. And that's what I said. Why not four? Yeah. I mean. Get your shit in order. Idiots. Uh, So they announced on Tuesday the 4th during a Disney earnings call that the Falcon and Winter Soldier will be releasing in August of 2020. And that'll be about six episodes. Uh, The Mandalorian Season 2. We're already getting a Season 2 coming up this year. Uh, Will release in October with eight episodes. They also noted that Star Wars is going to have its priority focused on television over film for the next few years. Okay. Which makes sense. I mean, they finished the saga... They're having a lot of drama with what to do with their spinoffs and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really have stuff ready to go. So they're going to step back on the movie side. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense they're going to focus on the TV. Like, it's just a no-brainer. Yeah. Focus on Marvel for movie, Star Wars for TV, and then you can kind of swap back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so this is what they said, or Iger, I guess. We're taking a bit of a hiatus in terms of theatrical releases. We finished the nine-episode Skywalker saga, and we're developing both television and features. The priority in the next few years is television, with Mandalorian Season 2 coming in October, and then more coming from The Mandalorian thereafter, including the possibility of infusing it with more characters and the possibility of taking those characters in their own direction in terms of series. A.K.A. spin-offs, spin-offs, spin-offs. Inside of Taco Bell. Inside of Taco Bell. Yeah. So, uh, he also confirmed that Kenobi and Rogue One spin-offs are still in development. So, there's nothing to worry about as far as Kenobi goes as, at least for now. Yeah. Until they say, never mind, that's still a thing. Right. Uh... But, so that's the two things. Falcon and Tour Soldier and The Mandalorian. And then third was WandaVision, which was originally scheduled for 2021 and is now being released in December of 2020. Nice. And that will also be six episodes. 
Uh, and to be honest, I that's probably the one I'm looking forward to the most. Same. Like, I'm really curious what the fuck they're doing with this show. Because it seems yeah. so creative. It does. It seems all over the place. And then he had one more thing that he said. Sorry. Did he? There was one more thing. Okay. What was it? Uh, a little bit of shade. <laughs> the decision we made to go with quality and not just quantity is working. Okay. Who are they shading? Netflix. Oh, got it. It was in, I think, direct response to Netflix pumping out a lot of content. Mm -hmm. It's like the context of them competing with Netflix with content to fill the, the service. Got it, got it. Because they've been kind of criticized for not having a lot of content on Disney Plus yet. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Which, I mean, those are big things, but still, that's only fourth of the year yeah that that stuff's all coming out i'm kind of surprised it's not spaced out more Mm -hmm. throughout the year anyways good news for anybody who has disney plus Mm -hmm. and patience for the end of the year yeah key um i kind of thought you could take the next one because it's kind of down your alley all right is it down my alley or up my alley uh i mean just whichever direction you're going i don't know all right um Carmel Laniato. Diagonal Alley. Diagon Alley. Oh, whatever. <laughs> so be proud that I even knew that reference. Yeah, I am. I'm pretty proud. Uh, so I haven't seen this movie yet, but I, one of the actresses from Doolittle, Carmel Laniato, is joining The Witcher season two. Uh, the Witcher is obviously a Netflix original based on the books and games of the same name. And uh, Carmel will be playing a character named Violet as a supporting role. Violet is described as a young girl whose playful and whimsical demeanor is a front for a smarter and more sadistic character. And it said she will be on for a minimum of three episodes. Have you dealt with this character at I all yet? I have not. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she could have been from Unless one I the just other. don't remember her because honestly, there are a lot of side quests. Okay. So. If she's a side quest in the game, then I could have. Because there's a lot of things where that kind of shit happens. Um, okay. So, I'm not sure. Um, so. Not even in the books that you've read? No, again, not that I remember. But okay. Like, as you might remember, I said I read them or and or listened to them in such a rapid succession. Yeah. I do not remember which one, which things belong to which book. And a lot of it, the details got lost on hmm. me because I was terrible. Well, luckily for you, you can catch up with who she is yeah i've got plenty of time yeah um carmel is known for her work on doolittle and bbc fxx miniseries a christmas carol which we hadn't watched yet which we i totally forgot about it we saw the trailer yeah with uh guy pierce i think it is i'm blanking sorry if that's the name is that a name of an actor i think so yes okay so it's guy pierce (laughs) he was in iron man 3 as the villain spoilers oh He's also in yes uh, the Alien spinoff. Yes, Guy Pierce. Prometheus. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, I forgot about that entirely. Yeah, I know. Is it, it still? Ha- is it too late? It was an FXX <laughs> thing, so like yeah. we'll have to find out a, how we could watch it. I don't know if it's on the app still or if it was a limited thing that they don't have year round since it was a Christmas thing. Uh-huh. We'll have to figure it out. Right. We'll we'll figure it out, but. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, we completely forgot about that one. We were just so busy on Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the show will also add a new original character for season two. Okay. As part of this announcement, I guess. Okay. Yeah, there was was no real information on who the the character would be. They just have a new character. Yeah, and And, and am I interpreting that correctly? A new original character, does that mean they're making one up? Yes. Okay, just it's not in the source material. Not in the source material, either books or games. It's somebody that's going to play a role and i think they were supposed to be also a minimum of three episodes or something okay so yeah i mean it's good to see that they're hard at work on the witcher season two yeah it was a solid season one yeah definitely i still want to rewatch it and and i've heard too that the showrunners are saying it's going to be more linear now that they've tied the characters together that makes more sense in the first season yeah so now the show will be more linear for people to follow okay because i know that was kind of a criticism a lot of people felt like it was confusing yeah i think it got at a certain point of the season you figured it out but come on netflix give us season two you son of a bitch (laughs) you son of a bitch yeah yeah you know listen to me (laughs) yes listen to him I mean, they did listen to people already about oh, something. I guess you're right. They did. Now listen to me. Right. About what I want. Okay. I mean, I did want this too. Right. So news via Netflix US Twitter. Uh, they have finally listened to everybody and viewers can now disable the auto-playing preview feature mm. on the Netflix apps. Uh this will allow options for both browsing content and between episodes of shows you are currently watching. That's awesome. So when it says, uh, or not says, or when it just automatically starts the timer down to do the next episode, yeah. you can disable that. So it doesn't even do that. You just, once you're done with the episode, you're done with the episode. Oh. And you choose to go to the next one. Okay, question though. I guess we need to look into this. Does, does the, that. Is that option set separately from the autoplay? Yes. <sighs> yes, they're two scary. independent options. Okay, because that autoplay shit pisses me off. Yeah, it's so bad. very rude. But... <laughs> it's it's worse than <laughs> like... <laughs> that bitch on the Echo. I'm not even gonna say her name. <laughs> Interrupting conversations yeah. and shit. Yeah, you know hmm, this thing does all that the time. One. That's because we weren't fucking talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> You know how to mind your own business? Yeah, I do like when it goes to the next episode for me. Because yeah, yeah. Well, that's we'll keep one that less one. button I have to press. Yeah. But I don't like whenever I, like, I, I don't know, I'm getting a phone call and I literally can't make the stupid fucking thing and I have to mute the TV. Like, just stop playing something for yeah, 20 yeah. seconds. Well, you'll see me too. I'm always yeah. trying to find something that yeah. like, doesn't have a <laughs> autoplay so one. I can get it to shut the fuck right. up. Right. And it doesn't even work now with the Xbox <laughs> start button doesn't even, or the Xbox button doesn't even do it. It used to be yeah. that when you would do that, it would stop. Yeah. Now it doesn't. And then it doesn't do it now. So yeah. I'm really glad this feature is a thing. I'm yeah. They finally listened. So thank God. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, this was plagued our family. Whenever we've tried to talk to each other for about ages, things, and yeah. they just intrude on our conversation. Yeah. Uh, so it's very simple. All you have to do is sign into your Netflix account from a web browser. I'm assuming you can do it through apps too. I don't think it's just a web. <laughs> I think it probably is. There's a lot of stupid uh, shit. Scroll over to who's watching, you know, which is your profile, I believe. Click on your profile for which you want to change the setting. Mm-hmm. Under autoplay controls, uncheck the autoplay preview while browsing on all devices box. And there you go. 
Netflix can fuck off when you're uh, not trying to listen to shit you don't care about. Finally. Yep. And then a little bit more actually on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, Castlevania, an animated series. It's based off, you know, the Castlevania video games. It's returning on March 5th for a season three. It's okay. a it's a very unique art style, very, very gorgeous, uh, gory show about vampire slaying and stuff. So, but it's it's been really praised in the first couple seasons. So, I'm through mid season two. I think I have to catch up on it, but I guess I have till March fifth. And this was actually renewed shortly after season two even launched. So they were confident they wanted to keep going after season two. So. Uh, a bit of news in television, a big name is coming back to TV who's been missing for about five years now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt is returning to television for the first time since playing Andy in Parks and Rec. <laughs> Side note. Yeah. Did you say five years because of Endgame or because it's actually been five years since he was it's on been TV? been five years. Okay. <laughs> But that's a good point. That's a very good fucking point. I was like, wait a yeah, minute. No shit, he's been gone for five years. I was like, wait a, a minute. A lot of people have made been. this up. <laughs> okay, it actually has been. Okay, no, got I it. wasn't making a really clever joke. Okay, well. Now I now wish, you wish I was. you had. <laughs> I guess you got that one. Uh, no, he just, he's been so busy with Jurassic World yes. and... Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers mm-hmm. and all the Marvel stuff. You know, getting and married again and stuff. He did, you know, a couple movies in between. Mm-hmm. Did that cowboy movie or whatever. Uh, Magnificent Seven or something. Yeah, sure. We watched it. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Just I'm I'm agreeing with you, but okay. I don't remember the exact name. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the name, I'm pretty oh, sure. okay. Uh, so he's going to return to television. I don't know if it's set to like wear on television uh but he's teaming up with director antoine fequa fuqua fuqua antoine fuqua fuqua you <laughs> it's fuck <laughs> uh so uh this director is known for training day and the equalizer yeah i really like training day I, i've never seen the equalizer so uh, it seen... seems like it's the same page, you know, also Denzel Washington. So, uh, and it'll be developing with MRC television who worked on Ozark and house of cards. Okay. So that kind of tells me maybe this is going to be a Netflix thing. Yeah. Because those are both Netflix properties. Yeah. But was house of cards always Netflix? No, it is actually was a British show. I believe that was remade. Oh, for America. oh okay. 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 I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure it was. I thought you were saying that it was a British show when it started with Kevin Spacey. I was like, no, no, no. no that's, that's like the Americanized okay, version. Okay, got it, yeah. But I'm pretty sure it was a British show before I mean, that. that's not surprising. We do that a lot. But I just didn't know. I think it was even a spinoff of The Office, if I'm correct. That's a joke. I know. Okay. That's why I was giving you the, are you rid- ridiculous advice? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's good for a podcast to just look. Yeah. Uh, so they are going to be working on a show called The Terminal List, which is a conspiracy thriller that combines elevated action with deep psychological questions about the cost of pushing our nation's highest trained op- operators too far. Mm. Uh, so the series will center around Pratt's Lieutenant Commander James Reese, who finds his entire platoon of Navy SEALs ambushed during a high-stakes covert mission. When Reese returns home, 
He's bombarded with conflicting memories of the event and questions about his culpability. However, as new evidence comes to light, Reese discovers dark forces working against him. Uh, and this is a show based off a novel from 2018 of the same name, I believe, uh, by Jack Carr. Um. And David DeGilio will write the series and be executive producer. It sounds like The Born Identity. Uh, I, I don't know, I guess. Okay. I think it's more going to focus on, kind of sounds to me like PTSD. Okay. Uh, along with just kind of politics that are, corrupt politics that are working against. Okay. Working to defame him, maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, hiding the truth. Yeah. Is that what The Born Identity is? Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen them. You haven't? I've seen the first one. Yeah. And Essentially, the last one. it's a highly or the trained, middle one. It's a highly trained government operative who is betrayed and then tr- they try to frame him for like basically it turns out there's this conspiracy working against him. Gotcha. Yeah. I've only seen the first one when I was a child and then I saw the third one when I was not a child. Didn't we watch it together? I think we watched one of them. We watched one of them together where he's like in a car with a chick. I think that was the first one. Oh, okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm you sure he's been in a car with a chick in every movie. You literally just have to cover of the movie and you know that it's about conspiracy. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Actually, isn't one of them called The Born Conspiracy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. I think it's the one I didn't see. Yeah, probably. <laughs> anyway, am I also here for a series where uh, Chris Pratt is Jason Bourne? Yes, I am. So it doesn't matter. I mean, he's not, though. He's Lieutenant Commander James Reese. You know what I mean. (laughs) You can change his name all you want. (laughs) Is he Jack Ryder? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know when it's coming out. It doesn't... I think it's early development. But, um, yeah. We'll look for it. We'll look for the terminal list. Yeah. Add her to the list, Pratt. (laughs) Okay. Hella rude. What? What are you adding me to the list for? The terminal list. Yeah. So you're going to be... Getting on a plane to go watch the show somewhere. Yeah. Can I just watch it at home? I guess. In my pajamas. (laughs) On Valentine's Day? (laughs) You can come if you want. Yeah. (laughs) Might be busy looking at Henry Cavill's Instagram, though. Yeah. You might be. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, But you know what I don't? I don't like... The news coming out for Resident Evil. What's bad about it? Everything. Oh. Everything about this is bad. I don't, I don't bad. know this news, so I'm not arguing. I'm just asking. Well, there was a great news at the beginning of life where... <laughs> beginning of life. Okay. Where they announced a live-action television series uh-huh. for Netflix. And, you know, you see all these other Netflix series, you're like, fuck yes. Uh-huh. So hearing Resident Evil, of course, great. Let's yes. reboot this. Sign me up, yeah. Um... They are calling it a reboot. However, uh, so it was announced for Netflix about a year ago, uh, and a Reset Era user named Jaw Muncher. What? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. How do you munch on a jaw? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What do you munch on it with? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You're going to have to ask him. Okay. Uh, He spotted the description of the show, uh, which has now been removed from the Netflix Media Center. Uh I'm not sure what that is, but 
apparently something was uploaded, I'm assuming on accident, Mm -hmm. and quickly taken down, but some people in society saw it before. They screenshotted it. And this is the description of the show. The town of Clarefield, MD, has long stood in the shadow of three seemingly unrelated behemoths. The Umbrella Corporation, the decommissioned Greenwood Asylum, and Washington, D.C. Today, 26 years after the discovery of the T-Virus, secrets held by the three will start to be revealed at the first sign of outbreak. Hmm. So, there's a lot wrong with this description. Okay. First red flag, the town of Clarefield, which means it's not Raccoon City. Fair. Okay. Which I know what you're thinking. Well, uh, didn't Raccoon City get blown up in the games? Yes, it did. Fact. <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> but the whole idea was this is a reboot mm-hmm. aside from the movies. Oh, okay. Okay. Which in, in the movies, they also blew up the, right. the city. Uh, so just the fact that it's not Raccoon City makes me feel like this is not going to be Resident Evil. It's just name only. That's my concern. Okay. Okay. Now, the description is kind of interesting about the Umbrella, an Asylum, and then Washington, D.C. So it sounds like they're kind of going to the whole corruption bullshit, too, of politics and whatever. But then they say 26 years after the discovery of the T-Virus, which means this is not going to be based on the first Resident Evil story of the mansion. Okay. For sure. Okay. Which is what I was waiting for it to be. I I was waiting for them to say, hey, this is a reboot of the first game Mm -hmm. as an entire series. Right. You know, eight, ten episodes. Right. To draw out the mansion experience. Which would be perfect. Yes. Okay. What are you going to say? I just wanted to interject... Uh, I did just Google it, and Clearfield, Maryland, is a real place that is near Washington, D.C. So I have a theory. They could be going for a more realistic, like trying to make it seem like it could really happen situation. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a real place. I just no, I know. mean like it's not Raccoon City. But they might be trying to ground yeah. the story in real life okay. for people to think it's creepier or something. Yeah. Instead of it just being fictional. Okay. So, this also piggybacks on a previous report in January by Deadline, which had rumors similar to this, which said uh, they had a source saying that it will expand on the Resident Evil universe and deepen the existing mythology. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah. However, the company dealing with the films, the the higher-ups, are rumored to have discussed plans to reboot the franchise uh, as a TV series, which we already know mm-hmm. from the announcement, okay, Johannes Roberts is rumored to be writing and directing the potential reboot of this show right. with a new cast, mm-hmm. which all sounds great. Mm-hmm. You know, get rid of these shitty fucking movies. Yes. Okay. Good movies. Bad Resident Evil movies. Right. Stand by that. Okay. The series will keep the basic premise, which also served as a setup for the movie franchise. Are you fucking kidding me? So we're basically still using the movie fucking shit. That's what I'm hearing. Well, isn't aren't they just saying the same basic premise, which is that the T-Virus causes like an outbreak? Yeah. If you take it at its most general. But they're saying 26 years later in the in the description, meaning this is potentially all shit after those movies. 
Right, but it's just saying that it's the same basic premise, which also served as a setup for the movie franchise. But the events in this reality could have taken place very differently. So I don't think it's locking us into the movie events having happened. Okay. Am I wrong? No. Oh, okay. I mean, now that I've done further research, <laughs> I feel that maybe things were misread. <laughs> But you're not sure by whom. Yeah. <laughs> I will have to do further research <laughs> and perhaps an investigation okay. to discover the source of the misread okay. info. Got it. Got it. I mean, I can't say, obviously, what's happening, but okay. my interpretation makes it... It doesn't lock it in. It's, okay. Yeah. Well, let me just finish the notes. Okay. The drama series will explore the dark inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation and the new world order caused by the outbreak of the T-Virus, which they project is in early stages. Okay. So, like you're saying, they're pretty much just going with the basic concept of the first movie, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the first game. First game, yeah. Where they introduced the virus because of an outbreak. Yeah. In the mansion. So, I guess this is more like the second game, where it's to the city, not necessarily the mansion. Oh, you know what else, too? Is... Even though this is taking t- place 26 years in the in the future or whatever after the outbreak, mm-hmm. there could very well be flashbacks to the mansion. Why? What? Why do you come up with such great things? <laughs> Just trying to make you feel happier about this project. Yeah. But now you're getting my hopes up. Oh, so sorry. So then if it is related to the <laughs> movies, I'm going to be more mad. You can just blame me. Sorry. It's true. <laughs> uh, the... Ex- the series expected to incorporate all of Resident Evil's sing- signature elements, including action sequences and Easter eggs. Action sequences? Yeah, so I think they mean like... Shooting stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Wolves no, jumping I think, through windows? Okay, like, for example... Okay, well, if you go into, like, later games... Yeah. Okay, there's, like, a room... It actually was... I think it... It was in the movie, one of the movies, and they actually put it in the game later, where there's like a laser room. I think it was the first movie. Uh, there's like a like hallway with all these lasers, yes, and it keeps yeah. making weird fucking things, and they're trying yeah. to like maneuver to like not get cut in half and shit. Yeah, they put that in a game later on. Okay. Um. So maybe they're talking like stuff like that, like okay. action sequences. Yeah. All right. Sure. Or just fighting a tyrant, I guess, with yeah. an action sequence. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Unless their idea of an action sequence is walking upstairs, opening or a door. Running away from Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Kool-Aid man just breaks through a, oh, yeah. a, a wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stars. <laughs> okay. Well, now you've kind of changed my attitude a little bit. Okay. I'm a little more hopeful now. Okay. For some reason, I was reading this that they were continuing the fucking story mm-hmm. of the movies mm-hmm. and not rebooting it but calling it like a reboot even though it's just like a retelling of mm-hmm. continuing the same fucking story right that would be stupid of yeah. them to do so hopefully they're not doing that okay i, I hope feel not. like this does leave room for interpretation so they could still okay. go that route but i'm hoping that my interpretation i guess because it's is... the people responsible for the fucking movies is what many you think that they're continuing the fucking you. movies yes that's fair it's because they're the company that planned the reboot yeah. so i'm like well 
But they sucked. Yeah. Don't let them do that again. Shouldn't yeah. Capcom just be like, we're going to do that. this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, let's hope. Yes. Let's, let's keep, just fucking let's keep hope. keep a little bit of hope in there. That's what I'm hoping. I hope it's, like you said, a retelling reboot with this new city. Mm-hmm. Which is just doing the same concept of maybe Resident Evil 2's story where mm-hmm. the, the outbreaks through the city. Okay. Or town, I guess it is. Yeah. But then they'll do flashbacks through the interactions and the conspiracy that they're, like, dealing with that will lead to what happened at the mansion. Yes. Through backstory. Yeah. Which even could st- could be in Raccoon City. Like, maybe well, it... Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. It would yeah, be Raccoon City. It doesn't City. necessarily have to be a man... Like, they could have Raccoon City in the story as yeah, well. Like yeah, like Raccoon City could be, like, yeah. a neighboring A neighboring town. Area yeah, was, which nobody knew was related it to. It doesn't even have to have been blown up it could have been like abandoned or something yeah because of the outbreak they quarantined it or whatever yeah okay well i've learned two things yeah uh (laughs) you're good at fixing my disappointments on things Mm -hmm. and we're good at writing stories that's not wrong for (laughs) shitty writers yeah for shitty writers here take this trash yeah I mean, I'll gladly let them just hire me, but they aren't going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's really it for TV TV news. news. I just was really disappointed at first, but I guess, I guess you've, you've got me, uh, you got me on, on hold for that now. So we'll see. Okay. You just know how I get with my Resident Evil. I know. You're very protective of it. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much invented it. I know. (laughs) Via my love for the series. Yeah. Okay. But you know, I also love... Other things in life. Yeah? Like uh, what? Like eating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My cats. Okay. Uh, and really good sitcoms like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Preach. <laughs> Nine-Nine! <laughs> that show is so good. I don't understand how it was ever canceled on anything and why not everyone on the fucking planet doesn't watch it. Like, I just... It's yeah, so it has a really, like, I feel like the following is not huge, but the yeah. following it has is, like, really, yeah, really hardcore into it. I feel it. like it's very similar to, um, like, people that are really into Firefly. They're, like, obsessed with it. Yeah. But it's not everybody. I think it's more people that were into, than were into Firefly, of course. Because gotcha. it kept gotcha. going after one season, but yeah. um, it's one of those, like, not everybody likes it. But I think it's fucking very universally likable, personally. Okay. So yeah, we watched the first two episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine mm-hmm. for the new season. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what season they're on, uh, but it's currently on NBC. It yeah. came over from Fox, like you said, it was canceled. Yes, and then the internet was like, "This no. is bullshit." Yeah, and then NBC was like, oh, "Okay, oh, excuse me, excuse me, <laughs> uh, I would like to buy your property." <laughs> Actually, I don't think they even had to buy it. I think it was just dropped, so they could just take it. Right? I don't think there was really a issue of. Yeah, I don't know the details of all that. I mean, whatever. NBC. Yeah. Every NBC was the hero, so yeah. they brought it back. Yeah. And they've kind of twisted it up a bit. They've put main characters in different roles this yeah. season so mm-hmm. far. So it'll be interesting to see the dynamic they use yeah. for for the comedy. But you still have the very characteristic um, like quirks of each character. Yeah, you have so, all the characters and their personalities, yeah. but now they're in different positions, right. so it's going to interact differently, but yeah. still humorously. Yes, very. Um. So, what did you think so far? You enjoy it? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I was excited when I realized there was two episodes. I was like, yeah. 
I'm thinking there was We're one. Like, when, did the, when does this show come back? Oh my god, there's two episodes already. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was the premiere was that Thursday. It's just they had two episodes. They had two. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, I I'm enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I they're usually like. I don't know, like 18 episodes, I think. I think they're shorter now. With NBC, they're not as many seasons or episodes as Fox had. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to watch this. Yeah. Uh, Hilarious so yeah, far. So good. So anyways, check it out, people. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't watched the series yet, I think it's on Hulu. I think they have I think that's right. the whole series so far. Yeah. You can catch up. Mm-hmm. So look, look for it. Yes. Or just jump on on the new season because you're not going to miss much. Yeah, it's not one of those shows you have to watch everything in order for. But there will be some relationship things that you don't understand. Yeah. And then we'll probably do a review at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Okay. Well, that's what we watched. All right. Uh, we also watched a couple trailers. Yeah, we did. Nothing exciting, uh, really. Just spoilers. <laughs> well, more so for you. Yeah. Um. So, Spiral. Ugh. We saw... the. We hadn't heard news about this, but we found out through a trailer at uh-huh. the theater the other day the actual film and what it was. Uh, so Spiral is from the Book of Saw, is the subtitle. I hate it. <laughs> uh, Lionsgate film of the Saw franchise. It's also considered Saw 9, I guess. Uh, it's going to be starring Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. What? They'll just do anything. Or... Samuel L. Jackson apparently just do any franchise now. Yeah. Not to say he's not good at what he's doing. It's mm-hmm. just I never thought I'd see him go into a Saw franchise. Yeah, me either. I didn't know people took these movies seriously. I thought they were kind of more it's... just like the lower tier of horror. Yeah. You know, what do they call that? Uh, torture porn? I think yeah, they torture call it. porn. Yeah. Back, I think when the first one came out, I was in high school or something. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. I called it blood porn. So yeah, basically from the trailer that we saw, it literally looks like it's just a remake of the first Saw movie yeah. with a different cast. Just centered around. And a more, you know, a higher It was like uh, specifically budget. targeting cops. Yeah. I mean, obviously difference. the first Saw movie was a small independent film. Mm-hmm. It was all based in one room. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of expanded and made like a bigger plot device to the, the movies. So it looks like it's kind of like a hybrid of the first concept of Saw and then like a bigger budget. Right. So, I don't know. I'd, I'll probably see it, but it's nothing that really grabbed me. Yeah, so I'm pissed off about this one because like the first one third of that trailer I was interested. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was going to be interesting. And then they came out that it was, and then I saw the spiral enough times and I was like, oh, I know where the fuck that's from. And then it was like, okay, yeah, it's a Saw movie. And I'm like, fuck this shit. Trash. Because I hate the Saw movies. They're fucking trash. There's nothing good about mm. them. They're awful. I don't even understand it. Mm. So I'm just mad because I feel like the first third of the trailer, I was intrigued. Because it was like, such and such, blah, 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 criminal is targeting cops. And it seems like an interesting mixed up yeah. story. And then it was like, oh, now we're going to fucking change no i was like no i'm over it i'm done i was mad yeah if it all looked lame i would have been fine with it because i'm like yeah whatever i don't care but i'm pissed off because part of it looked interesting but not interesting for me enough for me to go see it yeah i've seen i don't know if i've seen all the saw movies i've seen most of them yeah 
I used to really like them. It used to be a thing. I'd see them around Halloween time. They'd always release one mm-hmm. in theaters. But now I just kind of check them out on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, but it, it didn't grab me. Um, so I might even just wait till it's a rental or something. Yeah. Streaming. I just... So how would you rate the trailer? I'd say it's typical. Okay. It... It didn't really do anything that I didn't expect from a Saw movie. If anything, it was unoriginal. Yeah. Um, they did get pretty complex with their storytelling and, like, the timeline of those movies. And it mm-hmm. just got kind of ridiculous at a certain point. So, I'm assuming this is going to be considered, like, a soft reboot. Okay. Yeah, I'd say typical. I, it wasn't yeah. a trash for me, but I'm not going to rush out and see it. Gotcha. Okay. And then we saw another trailer, which was a horror. Another horror movie. Yeah. That we... It's actually based off a property that wasn't horror, but now they're making it a horror thing. Yeah. So Fantasy Island, which is based off the property of Fantasy Island, uh, which was a 70s TV show about a magical island resort. I don't think I've ever seen anything from this show, but I know of it. So they are making a horror twist to the franchise with this movie. Uh, It's going to release February 14th, so I guess Valentine's Day. So here, there, there's another one for for your Valentine's yeah, dates. Just I guess go, that's uh, true. go see this movie. I guess if you are into torture porn, yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be starring Lucy Hale. She's known for Pretty Little Liars, The CW's Katie Keene, which is like that spinoff to Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Maggie Q, CW Nikita, a show that they have. Michael Pena, who is you know, recently known for the Ant-Man movies as the storyteller. Yeah. Can't remember his name, but... I don't remember. <laughs> uh, and then Portia Doubleday is known from Mr. Robot. Okay. And it's directed by Jeff Wadlow. Um, so there was a second trailer. It was more so of the same with the first. It seems like the premises, for some reason, people are advertise this island that gives them whatever their hearts desire they go to it and they get that yeah but it comes at a price yeah and there's something lingering happening in the background that's either some kind of creature or uh you know relic or magical entity that's you know not good yeah so it's just a horror thriller it looks like Imagine you're going to see people getting picked off throughout the movie and, mm-hmm. and you know, one lone survivor who saves the day. Yeah. That so, sounds alright. Um, I'm going to say it's typical, but I actually would probably go see this more likely than Spiral. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to rate it typical and I think I'd be willing to see this, but not passionate to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I am not willing to see Spiral, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see what the reviews are on this yeah. one since this comes out this week. We'll see how people are rating it. And yeah. Maybe we'll see it in the next week or two if it's getting positive yeah. reactions. Okay. Well, I mean, that's it. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, moving into movie news, uh, we actually have some pretty exciting news in my mind for, um, you know, I'm into Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. There's another franchise I actually really enjoyed back in the day. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill. That's not surprising. Uh, they are bringing it back as a, a just another to the franchise. You know, they have like two movies. I think mm-hmm. the first one was in two thousand six. It was directed by Christoph Gans, uh, and he's returning to do not just Silent Hill, 
Uh, but he actually is planning to also make a Fatal Frame movie, which is a similar video game story of a like a ghost entity kind of okay. backdrop gotcha. to a horror survival game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked. He spoke with a French site, Alicine, in uh, you know in French, and it was translated by Rely on Horror, which is a website. And so uh, it says, I have two horror film projects with producer Victor Hadidad. Uh, I am working on the adaptation of Video Game Project Zero, which is Fatal Frame. The film will take place in Japan. I especially don't want to uproot the game from its Japanese haunted house setting. And we're also working on a new Silent Hill. The project will always be anchored in this atmosphere of a small American town ravaged by Puritanism. I think it's time to make a new one. So, okay. I mean, that sounds good. Yeah. I really enjoyed these movies. I know the second one didn't do as well as the first one, uh, but I've always enjoyed them. Uh, that's good news to me. Uh, there's no, you know, release date or anything. It's just interview talk. So gotcha. who knows how far along any of this is. It could just be early development. Okay. Uh, and then... This is something I didn't even know existed. Apparently, Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley are starring in a movie together. Okay. Called Chaos Walking. And it was originally going to be released on March 1st, 2019. (laughs) But they needed to do reshoots for the movie. Uh Uh-huh. And because Tom Holland was in Spider-Man, like he was filming Far From Home. Uh-huh. And Daisy Ridley was doing Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh-huh. None were available to do these reshoots. Uh, okay. So it's been extremely delayed. So this movie is going to get a release in January 22nd, 2021. So next year. Okay. And it's based off of the first novel of a series called The Knife of Never Letting Go. It sounds intense. Yeah, right? It kind of <laughs> also seems like it's going to be like a... A young adult kind of yeah. thing, like Twilight or some shit like that, it or does. Maze Runner, based off the description. Uh-huh. A world where almost all women have been killed by a virus, and all living creatures can understand each other's thoughts. Holland's character finds Ridley's character, and the two plan an escape. Okay. Escape from what, though? I mean, you know. Uh, watch the movie to find out. Yeah. You know? So, never heard of this movie. It sounds very, like, I mean, I'm obviously interested just because of the cast. Yeah. It would be interesting to see them in stuff that's not Spider-Man or Star Wars. Right. Uh, especially working together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I... I mean, it probably is going to work out really well for this film, because if it had come out before any of those, people mm-hmm. might not have given a shit. That's true. But now you see two, the main characters in two really big movies in two different, yeah. pretty intense franchises with big groups of fans. Yeah. They might just go see this because they liked the actor or actress mm-hmm. in their franchise. It kind of reminds me of, um, what's that movie that, uh, I think it was The Passenger that Chris Pratt and yes. Jennifer Lawrence did yes. together. Yes, yes. Exactly. Everyone went to see it and they were like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I like those two. Oh. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Spider-Man, some pretty big fucking news. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, Sam Raimi, who did the uh, original trilogy uh, in the early 2000s. The original trilogy. Yeah. The like Toby the, the Tobey Maguire trilogy. Oh, okay. The, the first Sony trilogy of yeah. Spider-Man. He never got to do Spider-Man 4. It was like 
canceled, blah, 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 mm-hmm. happened. They rebooted with the Amazing Spider-Man version, mm-hmm. which did even worse. Yeah. Uh, he's in talks reportedly. This is not proven, uh-huh. uh, but the rumors are he's reportedly in talks with Marvel to direct Doctor Strange 2. Interesting. Uh, Multiverse of Madness or whatever right. it's called. Uh, this is a variety exclusive. So, known for his work on Evil Dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, he created that whole brand. And then, like we said, the original Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, he kind of helped launch the superhero genre. Yeah. If you think about uh, it, yeah, with, with yeah. that movie. It's, that's it was, not wrong. It was really good for its time. Uh, two was obviously the best of the series. And then three was... Uh, <laughs> three was a uh, I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah. I guess he was being told he had to add shit that he didn't want to add. So it, mm. he wanted to tell it over a long period of time, I think, is what happened. At least for Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... He's reportedly in talks for Doctor Strange 2. Marvel did not make any comments about this. And he would be replacing the original director, Scott Derrickson, who left over creative differences right. a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Derrickson would remain as an executive producer on this movie. Right. Uh, you know, Plenty of fans have been wanting the Spider-Verse. I know that's always chimed on the internet. People are just like, oh, they think they're going to do the Spider-Verse? You know, because they... They're introducing the multiverse. Right. So now people are thinking, if Sam Raimi's doing Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange is doing the multiverse, yeah. perhaps they're setting up a Sam Raimi-led Spider-Verse film with all three of the Spider-Man actors. That would be interesting. That would be really cool, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it depends what they do. But we kind of talked about that too, where if they did, they could do the Sinister Six where they bring in from different the different three trilogies yes we did talk about that the amazing didn't have a trilogy but uh yeah so uh, people are like wanting to have a spider-man live action spider-verse yeah film and they think that this is a early start to that if this is true okay so i could at the very very least (laughs) it's a step closer right definitely okay uh more you know wishful thinking on Marvel movies. Uh, Christian Bale, you know, has been rumored to be playing a character in Thor Love and Thunder. Mm -hmm. He is now being reported to be playing a villain of the movie. Everybody thought it was going to be Beta Ray Bill, but unless Beta Ray Bill is going to start out as bad or being controlled by somebody bad, it seems like he's not likely going to be the character. Uh, But the report comes from Illuminati. Which is a website. Which is a really good name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they claim they have received concrete confirmation that Bale will play an intergalactic villain. Described as otherworldly. Uh, but this is not official. Which is kind of contradicting when you say concrete confirmation and then say, but it's not official. Yeah. <laughs> so. Any random person can be like, oh yeah, this is officially a thing. So take it for what it is right now. I mean, the rumors are he's in the movie, and now they're just saying he's a villain. So, um, I'd be down for that. I don't think he's going to be Beta Ray Bill, because like we said, he's not really a villain unless he starts that way for whatever reasoning. Yeah. Uh, the more likely scenario is Gore the God Butcher, 
which is a villain in the Thor franchise. Um, and there's a backstory where he actually tells Thor at one point that gods are morally wrong in an encounter with him. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they were fighting or something. Yeah. And then later on, uh, Thor encounters Nick Fury, who tells him that Gore was right in his statement about gods being morally wrong. Okay. This shook Thor to the core, mm-hmm. and he started questioning everything. Right. And because of this, like, reaction, he became unworthy of Mjolnir. Oh, because he and, wasn't... Okay. And so because of that, he could not wield it. And that's where they bring in the origin of Jane Foster. She became worthy of the hammer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it went down with the Mighty Thor where she was taken over. Gotcha. With her cancer storyline. Mm-hmm. So if this is based off her becoming Lady Thor, yeah, then chances are he's going to be the, the villain right. that they would use. That makes sense, yeah. Okay. Because then it wouldn't be a huge role. Yeah. You know, it doesn't seem like he's going to be investing in multiple movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he does go that route, other characters he could play is Galactus, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically a giant planet-eating villain. Uh, he's mainly known for the Fantastic Four and all that stuff. So if that's the villain, he would be used as more of a broader scale for the future of the for yeah. at least a phase, yeah. if not more. Uh, Adam Warlock is an option, who is kind of a character that I think is being saved for Guardians of the Galaxy. There's been a lot of teases. He's tied to that group. So that's an option. And then uh, the other one, which I think would be a really cool one, not necessarily the most logical, but the most exciting to Mm -hmm. me, the Beyonder, which is a being that basically brings together characters from all the different times and locations and brings them together to play a game of good versus evil. Okay. On a planet. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Secret Wars is what uh, they call okay. it. And this would be a perfect route if they were going to do something like that. If he was the Beyonder, you know, they, they referenced him being otherworldly. Right. That describes the Beyonder. This would be perfect because if they ever wanted to bring back characters that were dead mm-hmm. or just not active on their movie roster right they could easily do so yeah that's you wouldn't point. even have to have a reason why iron man is back it's because he can pull a person from any time any place yeah so boom you could bring iron man back for a movie if you really wanted to yeah stuff like that so i think maybe they could be setting up the beyonder and thor mm-hmm. for later on okay. assuming he would go more than one movie right well that's an interesting thought yeah so, that was just a couple thoughts for who it could be. Okay. Assuming that the news is correct. Right, it's right. It's all rumors, of course, right now. Yeah. So. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, the Fantastic Four, didn't you? I may have dabbled in four fantastic characters. Yeah. Um, so, I guess there's been um, fans all twittering about basically that they want uh john krasinski to be cast as mr fantastic for the um fantastic four mcu reboot yeah i think i've even heard that people want his wife emily blunt to also play (laughs) 
uh, The Invisible Woman. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. (laughs) She's a really good actress. Sue Storm. So it would work really well. Um, And I guess he, uh, John Krasinski himself actually replied to this uh, when speaking to Total Film. He said, uh, you're like, do you have any interest in not shattering people's dreams? (laughs) He said with a grin. I would love to be in the Marvel Universe. I love those movies because they're fun, but I also think they're really well done. And certainly a lot of my friends are in those movies. I have no idea what Marvel are thinking, but if they are considering me for Mr. Fantastic, continue to consider me because I would love it. So he's just confirming that he'd be into it if Marvel's into it. Yeah, I guess you could say he thinks it would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) He would be all for playing the character. You're ridiculous. Okay, I guess you're not enthusiastic enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been, you know, something that people have been joking about, but I think that he would play actually really cool. Yeah. He's kind of at that age where he you could see him being the part. Yeah, I agree. Um, And I think Zac Efron would play a really cool uh, Human Torch. Okay, I could see that. Um, I don't know about Thing. I'm not sure who would play him yet. Yeah. I imagine he'd be all CGI, so yeah. really somebody just to do the voice. Right. A small role for the origin if they do that, and yeah. then the voice. Uh, so we'll think about that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really, uh, that's hopeful. Yeah, definitely. For a dream cast, I guess. Uh, so remember there was news about Knives Out getting a sequel? Yes. Uh, well, there's an update to that. Already? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it was like, a casual thing it wasn't okay. like okay so uh the sequel would focus on daniel craig's character private investigator benoit blank blanc yeah benoit blanc uh-huh uh lionsgate ceo john feldemir said during the company's third quarter earnings call that a sequel to knives out is officially a go nice okay so it's official hinting that a production start for the film uh is eminent. He also said that new film packages and production starts are in the works. And then he kind of gave a little comment. I expect that our fiscal year 2022 slate will be one of our most exciting ever. So potentially a 2022 release date Okay, is what that means. Sure. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, so really it just sounds like he's just being like, yeah, they're working on it now. Yeah. Just kind of hyping it up. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, should we uh, dissect the movies we watched? Yeah, we uh, we have a couple movies that we definitely need to dissect. Indeed. Uh, this one we actually watched last week, but um, Just Mercy. Yeah, we actually did a double feature with this and Little Women. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Uh, Don't do that. We chose to see this one first. Because of it the was times, a horrible idea. Yeah, not that we realized just, what we were doing, but yeah. it really made Little Women seem less appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so Just Mercy is um, has got an eighty three percent tomato meter and ninety nine percent audience score as of the ninth. Um, so ninety nine percent is, I mean, accurate, but surprising to me. Yeah, um, that's like really high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then it had an awards qualifying release. We talked about this in our Oscars episode. So yeah. if you haven't heard that, check that out. Um, but, 
it actually, we didn't know this because when we watched it, we're like, holy fuck, that's going to get an Oscar next year for sure. Because we thought it was like this year's movie going to be for the next Oscars. But I found out when researching for the episode, it was actually um, released for awards qualifying brief release on December 25th. And then it had a full release January 17th. Um, So uh, as far as we can tell, it was qualified for the Oscars that we just had and it's very upsetting because since they qualified and they didn't get any nominations i feel like that's wrong yeah because it was so good um this movie is uh, about a it's based on a book which is a memoir by the main character's real life person um (laughs) there's a he was a young Harvard law grad who obtained a federal grant to start what's called the Equal Justice Initiative in 1989. And he used his powers for good and went and tried to help these um, inmates on death row in a small town in Alabama um, how to provide them with legal counsel that nobody else wanted to provide. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it turned out in a lot of cases that they were either railroaded into their conviction or completely illegally convicted and they never, or, and they didn't even do it in a lot of cases. So, um, that lawyer's name was Brian Stevenson and he wrote a book. Um, and it's about, his book is actually about specifically, uh, Walter McMillan, which is the, one of the big cases that he had who, was a real person yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what this The movie is centered on. around Walter McMillan, who gets uh, help from Brian Stevenson to appeal his murder conviction. Uh, the book is called Just Mercy, A Story of Justice and Redemption. And it was it came out in 2014, if anybody's interested. But there were some pretty big names in this movie. Yeah, it was a yeah. really large cast. I was yeah. really surprised. It yeah. came out of nowhere, too. When the trailers hit, I was like, yeah. where, where did this like, movie come what? from? What's going on? Yeah. We got Michael B. Jordan as Brian Stevenson, um, the lawyer, and Jamie Foxx as Walter McMillan. And we even have Brie Larson in there as Ava Ansley, who is um, kind of a assistant or she's a business partner, basically, with uh, Brian Stevenson. She was one of the founding members of their Equal Justice Initiative. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you've, uh, those are the big names. There's a bunch of other people in the movie, but... um, yeah, it was uh, very interesting, very depressing and upsetting and horrifying. It was... Yeah, this film make makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you have hope that it goes well. Yeah. But it's just also very, like, surprising. And maybe that's just my ignorance of not living yeah. in a state. Uh, right, yeah. You know, in the South. Yeah. During this time. Right. But I just was shocked at how easy it was for somebody who might not have done something to just be pinned for it. And, and like nobody cared. Just nobody was. For it. Yeah. Nobody cared. It was just yeah. like you could show the evidence and they're like, oh, yeah. well, he's already in jail. So. Yeah. Sucks to suck. Yeah. Is basically what the judges were saying. Yeah. Yeah. It was very upsetting. And I cannot imagine anyone could sit through this movie without crying at least once yeah it finally got me i think near i don't remember what the point was but something happened i do what what it's a spoiler so i don't want to say it oh well there's two things okay one actually hit me from the movie yeah oh and and then then one was was i had cajun seasoning on my hands because i was a smart person and (laughs) smuggled in cajun fries (laughs) that was so ridiculous 
And then yeah. I had wiped my hands. Yeah. But I guess I had it some It wasn't on. enough. Yeah. They were and so I like wiped my eye at a certain point of the movie and then my eyes started burning. They exploded. And I yeah. had to actually leave yeah. for a moment to wash my eyes yeah. out. I wonder if people in the theater were like, he's going to the bathroom to pretend that he got yeah, something in his wow. eye. Because he doesn't want to admit how he pathetic. was crying. He can't just be a man about about how he cried during a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Cajun seasoning. Yeah. Wink, it was wink. totally it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really intense movie. It's not something that's not the kind of movie i'm in the habit of wanting to go see but something about this movie when i saw the trailer like it's got the big cast and it seemed like it was going to be interesting so i was like you know what i really want to see this let's check it out yeah and i'm really glad we did even though we probably should have just walked away and not seen little women afterwards because it was very awkward yeah i was like well this is awkward that (laughs) we gotta go see this yeah i'm like sniffling and wiping my face and we're like walking into little women i'm like this is gonna get weird so but um it was a really good film absolutely well acted i honestly didn't know much about the case so i was going into it just like what's gonna happen yeah same i I probably should have just looked it up before i did no research on it because i just wanted to see the movie and i did the research afterwards because i was like well how much of this was real like well i want to know what's going on and now i'm interested to go read the book so if it comes on sale on kindle i'll be checking it out (laughs) Uh, but I highly recommend anyone go see this. Um, yeah, uh, Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan did a really good job with this. Mm-hmm. I just felt so much for these characters. Yes. That you barely know. And there's even a cellmate of Jamie Foxx's character that's not really a big part of the yes. film. Herbert. But he had such an impactful moment. Yes in the film yeah that you like felt for a guy that you don't really know and the reason he's there you're like well yeah <laughs> but the context the of context, why yeah. it's like sad in itself it's so crazy on top and of that was a uh, herbert richardson played by rob morgan i believe is who you're talking about yeah yeah and he did an impeccable yeah. job and the crazy thing was they showed pictures of the people at the end uh-huh. of the actual people yes he looked, he looked so similar just to the guy like him. yeah it was super weird same thing with jamie fox he had like the exact like they they literally like copied and pasted that haircut like yeah. it was impressive <laughs> yeah i would definitely recommend recommend this yes um it definitely i don't like to say woke me up <laughs> I don't want to say it woke me, but it definitely... You were woke walking out of yeah. it. <laughs> I don't want to say I was woke, but it definitely had me feel like there's more that needs to be done in society. Yes. As far as equality. Uh, and granted, this movie does take place earlier. In I think it's like the 80, 90s. 80s and 90s, yeah. Early, early, Late 80s is when it started. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But you still. have to assume that shit is still, uh-huh. to an extent... Yeah. Like that in areas. I'm sure it is, yeah. So it was really disappointing to see that. But yeah. um, it was quite a roller coaster. Indeed. Going through the courtrooms in this film. Yeah. Uh, I do want to highlight, too, uh, a surprise actor in this one. Mm-hmm. Tim Blake Nelson, who plays a character. Mirror guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He. So he was in Watchmen yeah. as Mirror Guy or uh-huh. whatever his name was. <laughs> Now I've forgotten what it yeah. is. Well, I mean, what his real name is. They called him Mirror Guy. Yeah, so. they called him too many times. Uh, yeah. So that was the first I ever saw him in. Yeah. And then he's in this movie. I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Totally recognized him. Mm-hmm. Even without the mirror mask. Yeah. 
Yeah, he did a really good job with his character, too. Yeah. I thought they did a really good job showing all sides of how people are treated mm-hmm. uh, from all, you know, yeah. groups of people. and They even show a little character arc in there with the, the one security or a prison yeah. guard. And he starts out being a total shitbag. Yeah. And then you can see he's, he Very changes over stereotypical, time. stereotypical. Yeah. Ignorant. He starts out being like the first person you kind of hate in the yeah. movie. Like what a cunt. You're like, oh, fuck. Maybe not the first person, but the first person in modern day in the movie yeah. that you kind of hate. And then he really changes over the course of the movie, which is it's just good. Yeah. And I read in the about, I haven't read the book, obviously, but I read an article that the guy was, uh, that Stevenson was interviewed on. And he said that particular character was not a representation of one individual character, but a compilation of like 15 different people so that you could get, it was much more difficult to display that kind of behavior okay. change in multiple different people so for a dramatic effect they combine them into one person yeah well that actually makes it better because it that means it's it wasn't one person it was like this touched many people right in, in reality yes. it showed because you know if you think about it, security guards not security guards the corrections officers, the corrections officers yes. they you know they don't necessarily know what people did and didn't do. Right. They just know that they're there for whatever they claim right. they did. And you imagine if you've gone into a career such as corrections, you might have some kind of faith in the justice system. So you can maybe, it might be justified for you to think automatically someone's guilty if they're there. Yeah. And so as the story goes on and they start seeing that like, well, maybe there is more to this. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't or, mm-hmm. you know. Or he just yeah. at least needs to get a retrial. Or they see like, them. They're, they're getting more. They see them as human. As yeah. It looks like. That's the feeling I got anyway. So. Oh, yeah. The family was, was more mm-hmm. of an impact at, at a certain point. Yeah. Of the film. So, yeah. I highly recommend, recommend this. Absolutely. Uh, I would give this five, I guess. Five. I would definitely give it a five. Five. Like, mercies? Is that? Five mercies? <laughs> I don't know. Five inmates? <laughs> no, no. No. Definitely not okay. that. Uh, five justices. Five justices. <laughs> Let's do five mercies. Okay, yeah. we'll go mercies. Yeah. Five mercies. Yeah, because that's representative of the mission behind Equal Justice gotcha. Initiative. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and I like we said before. Like, I'm really shocked this didn't get any recognition in nominations. I know. Uh, I can't Michael believe B. Jordan it. specifically. I thought would have been a very good pick for best actor. Absolutely. Um, and this kind of feeds into. I don't know if you mentioned it yesterday on our uh, Oscars episode, but I think this is just an... If if this literally was snubbed from the Oscars, I am very suspicious that there's this, like, stigma attached to actors or actresses that are that are simultaneously attached to Marvel or DC yeah. movies. Well, if you think well, about it, DC, three you know. of these fucking people... I know. ...are all, in superhero-themed yeah. content. Yeah. You got Captain Marvel, like you said. Yeah. Black Panther. Uh-huh. And then Mirror Man. But then you also, um, Jamie Foxx was. Oh yeah, Electro, and then Jamie Foxx right? was Electro, and then he's also been, I'm sure, other a lot of things. So. Yeah, he's been in everything, so yeah. I'm sure he's attached to more. But yeah, um, I mean, he won an Oscar for Ray back in like. Yeah, I mean, he's ago, one of those, so he's, he's one of those actors that can do. He seems anything. like he might be immune to it. He's um, in you know dramas. He's in yeah. Funny blockbusters. Like yeah. He's in everything. He's in everything. That's true. He's just a very diverse anyway, actor. Anyway, so I think it's horseshit. I, yeah. I hope that it turns out we're wrong and they actually qualify to be considered for this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
Should we talk about so, the... So, recommend it. Go watch it. Yes, definitely. Don't even wait for streaming or anything. Yeah. Go to the theater. Brain tissues. Don't wear mascara. Or Cajun seasoning. Or Cajun seasoning. Or you can just not put the Cajun seasoning in your eyes. <laughs> it's all or nothing, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, okay. we have... I don't want to say our bigger movie. Yeah. But the main but, course, if you will. Yeah. It definitely has... Yeah. <laughs> It definitely is more of a blockbuster film yes. than than Just Mercy. Right. Uh, Birds of Prey. Yes. And the something, 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 the something, something. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> okay. Doesn't it's a know dumb title. It. It's a dumb title. Okay. Nobody cares about that title. Okay. As we've learned. Yes. So, start us out. It's got an 80% tomato meter and an 81% audience score as of Monday today uh and interesting fact it actually was at 83 percent on sunday oh and it's it's dropped two percent in one day in the one day wow so what isn't this the one that we looked like the day that it came out and it had like an obscenely high number yeah i can't remember what it was but it was like what that's crazy but obviously more people started watching it and putting their reviews in i guess they're calling this a disappointing Opening weekend? Uh, it doesn't I'm, seem like... I'm a little shocked by this. because <laughs> So all of the news reports are saying that how bad the opening weekend is for this film. Yeah. But looking at the numbers, I don't see how it's bad unless I just don't get how the industry works. So the reported budget was $84.5 million for this film. Okay? Okay. Uh, they were expecting to earn $50 million. But they only took in $33 million domestically. Uh, and then they were expected to get $46.5 million overseas. And they've got around $59.5 million over this weekend. Okay. Uh, it's really only a few million short of the budget. Yeah. So I don't see the problem. Yeah. I mean, there must be something more to it. Maybe you're supposed to, like, double your double your budget in the first weekend or something. I don't know. I don't know enough about the industry. Yeah. I mean, I maybe they, yeah, maybe they're expected to, or the trend is that it's just going to go down from here. But, I mean, this is the first week, obviously. Right. I mean, I know it's about a lot of, you know, DCEU baggage and mm-hmm. Suicide Squad baggage. and Yeah. But, I mean, we went on opening day. Yeah. And but we're also doing a podcast. I know. But my point was uh, that it wasn't super crowded. And I kind of was expecting it to be more crowded. So maybe yeah, maybe uh, these numbers are lower than There was like, actually... what, 12 people in our theater, including us? Yeah, maybe. Ish. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't count, but yeah, but not, not, not a very, very many, high number. Exactly. Very empty for being a opening night. Yeah. Uh, that was very surprising to me. And it wasn't even a midnight showing, so it, it was, was like a like reasonable 7 p.m. 7 p.m. It was a reasonable hour. Yeah, you could go to that. Isn't even the first showing. It was like the second showing. Yeah, so it was interesting. I don't think this is gonna fail. I guess if they expected to make really good money, like Suicide Squad, then sure, it's gonna fail. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna lose. It's clearly gonna make a profit. It's just. I guess the reception is the question. Right. I think this is gonna rely a lot on word of mouth. Yeah. From people who like it. Yeah. I kind of wonder too with the poor reception if it's because 
of the fact that birds it's called birds of prey mm-hmm. and not harley quinn yeah the movie right <laughs> which it has it in the title uh-huh. but i think like i said it's kind of a stupid title and maybe people just see birds of prey they aren't as familiar with that and they don't get that it's a character that overall is loved from right. the suicide squad yeah. and yeah you'll get all the people that are like claimed to be fans but don't know the comics or anything like yeah. that so they don't know what the hell birds of prey is which I'm going to be honest, when it first was announced, I had no fucking idea either. And then you see Harley Quinn, obviously, as the cover person. So it's very obvious if you see a picture. But if you just hear about it, you don't necessarily know. Also, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a all-female movie. So yeah, it's got that going for it. <laughs> oh, you mean like the whole idea that people don't want to see female-led films yeah it's it's kind of a weird double-edged sword because they people say they want to see that Mm -hmm. but i don't think they've proven that they actually do want to see that yet yeah i don't like i said i'm like whether it's man or woman i'm surprised that the theater count was so low in general Yes, exactly but uh it's only time can tell it's the first weekend so why do you think the rotten tomato score was so positive if there there weren't that many people uh, so here's my theory on that. Uh, because the people that did go mm-hmm. were fans of yeah, either they, the they character or yeah. like they just really wanted to see it to begin with. Right. So naturally they probably were more positive about it than that makes sense. Yeah. the general public would be. Yeah. So I think we'll probably see a dip in that score over time in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. It'll probably average out to probably even more like a 70. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, depending on the reception. It seems yeah. overall positive mm-hmm. reception of this film. But, I mean, like, what did you think? Uh, let's just We'll start spoiler-free. What was your impression of this film after seeing it? Oh, I liked it. I think it was fun, and uh, it was a nice change of pace, because recently we've been watching a lot of, like, very heavy emotional movies. Yeah, that's true. It was, like, a <laughs> nice... So it was a nice change of pace. I got to see a movie that was just, like, a fun, like, story silly kind of superhero-y action-y yeah it it felt to me like a deadpool that wasn't so violent like it was violent but it wasn't at the level of deadpool yeah it was more just fun uh right corkiness it has kind of like the um i kind of got vibes of what is it? Is it like Looney Tunes where they have like the mallet mm, and they like smack yeah. each other on the head and they get a bump like that kind of thing? Like yeah. that's which is like, WB. So yeah, an adult <laughs> version of Looney Tunes like chase scenes where they're like yeah. bopping each other on the head and shit. And yeah, the characters did feel very cartoony. Yes, at times quite. Um, so which I guess is Harley Quinn. Yeah, so. it's very very accurate to her character. So I thought it was fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. I think it was a little silly and some things were weird, but it didn't yeah. I mean, it was I bad. enjoyed the film. I think I don't think it's it's as good as the praise it seems to be getting from what I'm seeing. Mm. Like I feel people are saying like, "Oh, it's the best DCEU movie there is." Mm, I'm no, like, that's no, not, it's definitely it's not. not as It's a fun enjoyable film. Right. I think it's on par with Shazam. Which, again, I guess a lot of people liked a lot, but I thought that was, like, a, it's fun, but not exciting. Right. I liked it a little bit better than Shazam. Um, 
Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah. But I think it I would put it on the on tier of Shazam, tier, yeah. Shazam as far as the DCEU levels. Right. Like it was uh, no Wonder Woman. How did you feel about the R rating? Do you feel like it made sense for what we saw? Not, or No. Okay. Not even, I did not understand at all why it was. Yeah, I was a little confused why it was an R rating. I feel like the things that they did that was R didn't feel like it was our level yeah i didn't understand why it required an r rating um but to be fair i do swear like a truck driver so i I, well i'm not even talking about swearing that's why i'm not sure the violence level of this film yeah there were some violent things but again it wasn't like deadpool where you're cutting limbs off left and right it was was more just kind of like breaking a bone or something yeah there were some scenes where legs went directions they shouldn't yeah. go and those were upsetting but they weren't like oh fuck there goes his head you yeah. know what i mean i guess <laughs> like... this says a lot about me that i feel like that's not an r level criteria right i, don't I guess if you have to make something r-rated that you don't want children to try to repeat at home then then yes yeah. but <laughs> yeah and i guess that's a good question too do you think the r rating is impacting uh, the viewership of this film but we said there wasn't a lot of people. Do you think maybe... Oh, that's a good point. Do you think that's why people aren't going to this? Because it's an R rating and they're not bringing the kids? I mean, it didn't stop I mean, people bringing it to Deadpool. Anybody for Deadpool. So I don't yeah. know why now it would matter. She really is kind of like a female Deadpool because she breaks the yeah. fourth wall and she does all of that like, silly stuff. They've kind of rebranded the character in the last few years to mm-hmm. make her more of a They're like, Deadpool-esque hey, that works. Character. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like the... the the comics and all that stuff and um i've actually heard too that the cartoon is pretty good and i'm curious if the cartoon there's a section of this film where they actually have a cartoon backstory mm-hmm. kind of like catching the audience up oh yeah on you know the past movies and i'm curious if that's the same art as in the show or if they use a separate hmm. art for the movie Interesting question. Because we haven't really seen the, the show yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I liked it. I think I, I gave you my impression. What do you think? What was yours? What's your spoiler-free impression? I enjoyed it. I don't think I... I again, I don't think it's the best DCU film there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like where they took the character. I think they changed her a lot from yeah. what they've shown in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to make her more her own character now. Yeah. And not so much just... A tag-along character. Yes. Um, the story was basic. And that's... A, it was fine. It's what it needed to be. Yeah. It was telling a small story. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like they had missed opportunities if they do want to expand the universe. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just doing straight solo films. I mm-hmm. guess they're fine. But I feel like they made choices that may have limited the feature. Mm-hmm. For going into other characters. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, just as a general movie goer, it yeah. was fun. Okay. Popcorn flick. Okay. You want to get into spoilers? Okay, well, why don't we rate it for oh, people right, who right. like might cut out now because they've Oh, right, right, because they don't want to do spoilers. Um, I would say three birds. Three birds, okay. Yeah. I'd go a little bit higher. I'd no, say four. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I uh, I'm not changing your mind. No, I no, just... no. I know. I, okay. w- I didn't mean you were trying to convince me, but like I kind of waffled on it for a while. So, 
I'm thinking I probably need to go with a four because I would watch it again. And I yeah, think a three I think is I would watch like, it again too. Fine. Yeah. At the very uh, least, to see if there's any Easter eggs I may yeah, have missed. Like, I would watch it a couple more times if it comes out mm-hmm. and we buy it or whatever. It yeah, was I a very fun, playful movie that I yeah. really enjoyed how they did the time yeah. storytelling aspect yeah. of the film. Yeah. I enjoyed a lot of little things about it. So I, I, I have to change it to a four. Sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I bullied you into that. No, you didn't. It had nothing to do with you. <laughs> It was me making a bad decision and going back on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we agree. It's a it's a four out of five. Yeah. Uh, Quins. Birds. Birds. All right. Sure. Birds. Yeah. <laughs> Birds. Okay. You want to get so, into more spoiler? Yeah. So if you haven't seen the movie, this is your this is your warning to get the fuck out. Yeah. Unless you don't care, which is fine. Then you can keep listening, but don't get mad because we yeah. already said there's gonna be spoilers. And uh, if you're leaving us, definitely come back and check out the rest of this when you see the movie. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Spoiler Town? Spoiler Town. Okay. So. Uh, well, I guess we could have done this stuff earlier, but well, we'll I do just, it now. Some of it is spoilery, so I didn't want it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Kathy Yan, who is known for a film called Dead Pigs. No clue. <laughs> which we haven't heard of. Yeah, so, no yeah. clue. <laughs> it's from 2018. So uh, it's fairly recent. Here's a positive, which I kind of see that now. Uh, written by Christina Hodson, who is known for writing the Bumblebee film, which I the really enjoyed. The most recent one? The, the, yeah. yeah okay. Kind of the reboot-ish right. yeah. of Transformers. Okay. Uh, and she's also apparently working on the unreleased Flash movie. Oh, okay. That's good news. Which is also part of the you know, yeah. DCEU. Yeah. Uh, key cast members. So, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. as Harley Quinn, or Harleen Quinzel, I guess is what her real name is. Yes. I don't think I actually knew that. Yeah. She's a former certified psychiatrist who became a crazed criminal and the Joker's accomplice slash girlfriend, and later a part of the Suicide Squad. She has since cut ties with the Joker after the pair broke up. Uh, and I guess the screenwriter Christina Hodson sought to reinvent Harley. Uh, from Suicide Squad, wanted to expand on the character following her departure from the Joker. And I guess this film had two dance numbers that she was in, Margot Robbie was mm-hmm. doing for this film. But only one of them made it in, yeah. which is the one you know, obviously the we see. Monroe thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I guess there was another one too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That'll be cool to see on like extended cut or some shit. Yeah, if they, if they show that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, plays the Huntress. Which is a vigilante with a mysterious background and her own motives for revenge. And she's uh, Helena Bertinelli, right? Yeah. Journey, Journey Smollett-Bell. That's a handful of a name. Mm-hmm. Journey Smollett-Bell uh, plays Dina Lance or Black Canary, as people know her from the comics. Yeah. I think it's Dinah, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I've never seen that name. Oh. Dinah Lance? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to call her Black Canary. That's fine. I think she's okay with it. <laughs> and she's a singer in a club that Sionis owns, which is the main... The Black Mask. Yeah, the Black yeah. Mask. The, yeah. The villain of the film. Yeah. And she actually did the singing in the scene where she uh, is at the club. Yeah, which is impressive they, as fuck. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So, uh, And then Rosie Perez plays Renee Montoya, who is an alcoholic cynical detective in the gotham city police department uh and she's building a case against sionis 
Okay. Which is, I guess, her motive for why she's here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ella J. Basco plays Cassandra Kane, a young girl who has a contract placed upon her head by Seonis after she steals a valuable diamond from him. Uh, and she actually worked with a magician to learn some sleight of hand tricks, which I don't understand why, because nothing that they showed needed to actually have sleight of hands. Like it was all off screen type stuff that you saw her steal shit. So it wasn't like you see her actually doing tricks. There may have been some stuff that wasn't actually, didn't end up in the movie that I actually mattered for. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. Of course, probably the best character of them all. Yeah. Uh, Hyena, (laughs) who played Bruce. Yeah. (laughs) That's the hyena that she gets in the trailer. Yes. uh, From, I guess, a exotic... Some kind of black market situation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't end out and end well for him. No, it doesn't. No. So, lesson learned. Don't hit on your customers. Yeah. When you're selling hyenas. Yeah. Uh, And actually, interesting fact about this... They used a very large dog for the filming, and then they altered the look in post-production That's to really cool. look like a hyena. They, the, I think one of, uh, I'm going to say it later, but yeah, I think they did, they did a great job on this. Mm-hmm. The CGI. The CGI, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then our antagonists are Chris Messina as Victor uh, Zizas. Victor Zaz. Zaz? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is a serial killer who gives his victims a gift of death as liberation from their pointless existence typically preys on young women but will kill anyone leaving them in lifelike poses and adding tally marks to his body so he's i know him actually from the games and some of the uh animated stuff i'm not quite familiar with him that much but uh, i uh, have a little blurb of extra information on him but we can finish the cast list and we'll okay. go back yeah. well there's only one more person yeah uh ewan mcgregor uh as roman Sionis, also known as black mask uh this character is calmly depicted as a brutal and ruthless crime lord in gotham city who has a fixation with mass and der- derives sadistic pleasure from the act of torture Mm-hmm. via tearing faces off. Yeah, like peeling them off. As we've learned. Very upsetting. <laughs> I guess like taking their masks yeah. off. So I, I guess know. that was an R rating okay, that's, moment, that's I guess fair. you could say. I forgot about it. I yeah. did too. <laughs> Again, what does that say about us? Yeah, I don't know. A lot. Oh, that was R? Oh, that was a big deal, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I just have a couple little statements about a few cast members. That I think are interesting. Uh, the Black Canary. Um, that character opens up the door for her mentor, Wildcat, and longtime boyfriend, Green Arrow. If they continue this universe. This this iteration of the universe. That would be really cool for them okay. to bring them, them in. So they could bring in Green Arrow. Yeah. I didn't realize they were a thing. Yeah. That explains all the drama on the CW now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, do a whole, they have a different relationship there, but yeah. Okay. Um, uh, and then Detective Montoya is actually one of DC Comics' most prominent gay characters in the comics. And so okay. they're opening that possible uh, route to bring in uh, LGBTQ representation into the DCEU, potentially. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's always good. Yeah. Um, and then 
this is a, an interesting uh, origin story for Victor Zaz, uh, so that's why I wanted to mention it. What? Well, I mean, is it really an origin story? Because, like, he kind of doesn't... No, I had... Not this. Okay. What I have is okay. this origin okay, story, and Sorry. it's fucking nuts. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Victor was once a successful businessman in Gotham, but he gambled everything and lost to the Penguin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Victor was about to jump off a bridge when he was attacked by a homeless man. <laughs> and it says in parentheses, only in Gotham can you be attacked mid-suicide. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then Victor murdered the homeless man in self-defense, and that inspired him to kill as many people as possible. Because he got a rush from it, or whatever. So yeah, that's how he, he became the crazy fucker who wants yeah, to put a mark on his body. Yeah, he stabbed him, he thought that he like, oh, liberated this him. this is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, he saw his eyes and felt like he helped the man die yeah, yeah. or some something, shit. Something creepy as fuck. Him... Yeah. 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 But I thought it was interesting that... Uh, I also heard from reading some origin stuff with that character that his parents were... Uh, they either died or were murdered or something. Mm-hmm. And he got in a huge depression because of that. Okay. And that's kind of what helped propel his crazy situation when uh-huh. he went for the suicide. Gotcha. And... Like his gambling addiction? Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And then I forgot to mention actually about Cassandra Kane. She, the character Cassandra Kane from the comics is the product of an assassin and... The product. Well, she's... Okay, the so product of... She is. She's the product of an assassin and this okay. other martial artist chick's girl, Sandra, Sandra. Um, and she's raised basically uh, by the assassin. Her father raises her to... Uh, recognize uh, body language and doesn't teach her to read or write, but teaches her how to read people. And so as mm-hmm. a result, her basically superpower, I'm using air quotes, is to interpret body language and uh, see what your next move is going to be based on what your body is pr- portraying to mm-hmm. the world. Um, so she's like one of the best martial artists and ends up becoming a pretty high-powered uh, fighter or whatever because gotcha. of it. Um, and she's an orphan. She's also called the orphan. So in the movie, she's obviously some kind of foster child or yeah, something like that. Yeah, she's clearly an orphan. She's an orphan. Yeah. So it does add up that she could be that character, mm-hmm. except she does know how to talk, obviously. So um, mm. there's a little bit of different take on it, but that's an interesting to see where they could okay. go with that. And she eventually becomes Batgirl. Okay. Be- what? Yeah. <laughs> After being trained or taken under her, the wing of Barbara Gordon. So she's the So thing. she's Batgirl too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they might be setting up some big shit with this. Yeah, they uh, have the movie. They have some potential to go fucking bananas with this. Yeah, one problem with this movie though, I feel like it's called Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. And these are all these characters that mm-hmm. they, you know, highlight, but the movie is pretty much a Harley Quinn movie. That's true. It's really focused on her yeah. most of the movie. Yeah. They come in, they it's basically an origin for them through yes. her story. Yes. Uh, which I was misinformed because I thought she was a part of the Birds of Prey. What we get in the end is, no, she's not a part of that. It's yeah. The Birds of Prey are basically just the two other women, the detective and the huntress. Those are basically the only Birds of Prey in the group. And then, does Black Canary not count? Is she not oh, part of it? sorry. Three of them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Her, She's literally a bird yeah. is her name. <laughs> no, I just... <laughs> She's the only Probably one the not. only character who actually <laughs> has a resume yeah. worth being in this group. Although canaries are not birds of prey, so. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, I mean, maybe other birds. She got birds. DQ'd. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. 
Uh, I just, in that sense, I was disappointed because I feel like it didn't do justice for this group of characters Mm -hmm. by being a Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. But I get the motives that they needed to do that in order to get people in the seats. Right. But it doesn't seem to have worked so far. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, So I'm a little concerned that I don't think unless they keep her with the franchise of Birds of Prey, Mm -hmm. I don't see them going anywhere with this franchise. Okay. As far as a sequel goes. Right. I got worried that it was too weak of a of characters mm-hmm. without her. Right. From what they showed. Yeah. Like what do you think? Did you like the characters? Did you feel like they could stand on their own? I, I feel like they were all very supportive characters. Like they didn't really have enough of a a scene in the of their own to really shine that they are worth being leads in their own movies. Yeah, I didn't get the feeling that they were given enough chance to shine on their own in this movie. I agree. I do think that the the Black Canary, I think she's got potential to be a lead. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, yeah. bird in the title. She yeah. kind of has to be yeah. the leader, right? But like just her character and the actress, uh, I just, I think that that one has potential. Yeah. I mean, they all did a really good job. Yeah. I just I feel just, like... There wasn't a whole lot of backstory. It was like, yeah, this person has this weird thing that happened. Yeah. Once. And that's their story. <laughs> um, Pretty much, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with you. It wasn't a very strong attempt at creating, like, and a lasting... They try to tie into uh, the Huntress. What's her name? They try and tie in her backstory the into yeah. the, the main plot. Yes. Which, actually, I found out was... A change in the story. It oh, used okay. to be supposedly dick pics that Harley Quinn got a hold of. of Are you kidding me? Of Black Mask and apparently him and uh, what's his name? Victor, Victor Zaz. Zaz uh, are a gay couple. No. And the I mean, film was supposedly going to be about getting those pictures back from her. What? It was insane, right? That there was like a, a bunch of supposed people who had seen like early screenings of it uh-huh. and giving this info on like Reddit yeah. and stuff. Uh, that's bananas. And so, if that's the case, and like they've drastically changed the Absolutely. film to be a much more uh, palatable yeah. movie for the general audience. I feel like if if the whole movie was about getting dick pics back, then a yes, yeah. R rating, fair. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but you kind of see the character relationship between Absolutely. the you know Black Mask and and Victor Zaz. Like you kind of could see there's scenes yeah. where it seemed like they had a very intimate yeah, relationship. Yeah, I can totally that see that. They didn't specifically say that they were a couple, but you kind of could hint at it. Right. Uh, very much more so than you could with Poe and Finn in Star Wars <laughs> if they were supposedly having very some true. intimate relationship. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Okay, but as far as the the villains, how did you feel about them? Uh, I wanted to know. See, they were too shallow. Yes. They were. Well, I feel like Black Mask wasn't too shallow. He was like intimidating, yes, yeah. but I still didn't understand why the fuck he was the crazy. Why he was crazy? Because uh, he, from what I understood, he had a line early on that he. Oh. Right. His care. His. Parents cared more about money than they cared about him uh-huh. from what right. the one of the lines was. And so, and so basically he didn't have a social upbringing because he didn't have anybody who really looked after him. Right. And he, you could kind of see in his character, he, he's very awkward. He doesn't yes. know how to interact with people. Yeah. He thinks that he's charming people, but yeah. really he's just making them uncomfortable. Yes. And they just don't say it. Yeah. And then of course you get the scene later on where he 
freaks the fuck out over that woman because he thinks she's laughing at him. Yeah, You know, a complete paranoia. Right. And so he makes her strip on a table in the club and and dance in front of everybody. All very awkward, yes. Um, You could tell his character has a very short temper. Yeah. That he'll just explode. That's true. You're right. They did explain it. I just felt like it wasn't enough. I really would have liked to know Victor Zaz's backstory. Like, after I researched it, I was like, okay, yeah, that's and pretty fucking that's nuts. kind of what I was alluding to earlier in the spoiler yeah. free was, like, like he was a character specifically where he's not a prominent character in general for DC, but, mm-hmm. like, he has a interesting backstory. Yeah. And I would have liked to see them go somewhere with that in the future, mm-hmm. but they kind of cut, they kind of killed him off, yeah. as far as I can tell. So, right. that sucks that they can't really go further with that. I mean, we never saw a dead body. I mean, we did, though. Oh. They, like, put a knife through his head. Oh, yeah. But, okay, I guess you're right. <laughs> we don't know that he was killed. But, I mean... It's a superhero movie. Shit yeah. happens. <laughs> uh, it just... I felt like they didn't really do much with that character that they could have. Uh, or, at the very least, kicked him alive for potential to do something yeah. in the Batman realm. Because he's a Batman villain as yeah. well. Yeah. And true. Um. I don't know. I really did enjoy that they had a lot of Easter eggs, I guess you would say, to like Harley Quinn's character in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as... Basically callbacks or whatever. Yeah, you know, they had her daddy's little monster shirt from uh-huh. Suicide Squad. Yeah. They referenced Boomerang in the police station. Uh-huh. Uh, they have her give a quick little thing at one point where she's like, oh, I... Yeah, she's like, how do I be like you? And she's like, well, you just have to do all of these things. Yeah, and, like, and just... she's labeling everything she did in previous movies and yeah. stuff. And, like, yeah. what her backstory Get is. Get out of jail with a bomb on your neck. Then go back to jail. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a clever take on that to kind of show that this is the same character. It is still all a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then they also had a very traditional old school of her jester outfit. Her court jester outfit, yeah. Yeah, and so that was kind of cool because, yeah. you know, her cartoony look. Yes. And they kind of implied that that was a thing she did have at one point. Yeah. So that's kind of cool how they kind of tie that together. They gave yeah. her her mallet, you know. Yeah, you and said, they had the a... The to feel. Well, <laughs> yeah. That probably helped. Yeah, and they had, um, like, flashbacks even to... Whenever she was involved in the chemical bath thing and like the, you could see the old Harley, Harleen mm-hmm. Quinzel before she really fell into the Harley Quinn role. Too. Yes. So that was interesting to see. And that was in a, like a montage of her like remembering about the Joker, obviously. But Yeah. And that's question two I have for you. So where do you think that leaves the Joker in this universe? Yeah. I have uh, questions you know, about that. <laughs> Suicide Squad left a bad taste in people's mouths. Mm-hmm. Uh Jared Leto said that there was a bunch of footage that they yeah. did not even use. It was like enough for a whole movie of yeah. just Jared Leto as the Joker. Right. Uh, then they did the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Rumors are he was not happy about that. Yeah. And even tried to sabotage it at some point. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, now he's doing Morbius. Yeah. And if that's successful, he's going to be basically franchising that one. Yeah. Does DC even care to continue his character know. since he was so hated by fans i am he, he's obviously seen as the joke of you know no pun intended but yeah he's the joke of all jokers who yeah. have existed yeah 
essentially. I feel like um, I'm disappointed by it because I thought he would have been good if we got to see him really more as he didn't have, his role. He didn't get the opportunity. Right. What, the, what they gave him yeah. in that movie. And so, it yeah. It was definitely a different take on the role, but I think yeah. it would have been interesting if they had given him the chance. It's not like he gets to decide, decide the, the ultimate route of the character. Right. Like, they decide. They he gets him. to put his spin on the character but they chose the design. There was obviously discussion. It's and not like he's like, yeah. I'm going to make him yeah. a modern Looney Tune gangster. I'm going to put a face tattoo. Like, yeah. that, they're like They could even be like, no, you're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he got shafted out of that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it doesn't seem like he's coming back, even if no, they would it doesn't. want him to. Yeah. I'm sure there's, there's bad blood between him and DC as oh, far yeah, as... Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh which for good reason because if yeah. you put all your time and effort and you really do your best mm-hmm. for something and then they just cut you out yeah <laughs> essentially like and so what does that mean too are they gonna do they use joaquin phoenix joker do they make another joker or are they just never I think have they a just, joker again? i think they avoid that villain until they reboot everything again yeah. that's my thought they'll have they're one gonna for, do. for batman at some point and yeah i mean they'd have to right yeah or they could just not tap that well anymore because they could just they make have ridiculous it so many times they could just reference it just they, they could do like exists, yeah he exists but you never universe, see him but you never see him yeah that could be a thing. It's like they, they did do. the whole like my cousin thing on Supergirl for the they longest have time. Plenty of villains they can yes. use for Batman. Yeah, and uh, it would be probably nice to see some newer ones yeah. or and different ones. And this film was clearly intended to give that female empowerment yeah. vibe to not just the character but to the audience. You yeah, know, the, to draw in that particular market. Yeah. So I don't think that they're looking to have Joker show up in any of her future installments unless it's to be a baddie right because exactly. you can't turn back now right if she goes back to the joker in any plot line then like well so you're basically saying she's just a weak character right yeah so you can't really do anything like that now yeah uh as far as margot robbie how did you feel about her performance i think she did great i think she yeah. really came into the character more she clearly had more fun with it and mm-hmm um really it seemed like she really got into it she seems to really love this character yeah uh and actually if you remember the original plans for this film she she pitched it to, right yeah to dc yeah isn't she a producer as, on this I, she probably is okay i know she pitched the original film yeah as a breakup story between her and joker yeah or at least a her and joker movie right and then it's slowly evolved into what it is now so she's been very hands on with this. Yeah. As far as the plot goes, yeah. Where where did you where did you land on how much you enjoyed it? Sound like you would have enjoyed dick pics more, huh? <laughs> the only woman who claims uh, to to enjoy dick pics. No, I didn't want dick pics, but I think it would have been more interesting as a plot <laughs> device here rather yeah. than it would have fit the theme more. Yes, it would have been more hilarious in the whole like the whole concept of this like gangster yeah. going fucking nuts over it, like and reacting as if it was millions of dollars at stake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. What didn't really make sense too was if they did change it to the diamond with the the numbers and shit. So it all tied back to Huntress mm-hmm. being her family right. that this diamond was belonged was to. Rightfully hers, yes. So there was no real indication that she even cared about this diamond or knew it existed. Right. 
she just wanted the people that murdered her family. Yeah, dead. so I, I guess I was, I was kind of like, so too. you don't care to get this money yeah. that you technically own. Yeah, it was very weird. The whole thing with the diamond was confusing to me because did we ever find out? I, I don't recall if Harley Quinn even knew there was information on the diamond. Did she Did she know? I don't think she did because she pawns the diamond yeah. at the end so of the movie. That's what I'm saying. Like If she pawned it, then she, did she get what it was worth? Probably not. No, because, I, I don't think she And did. then, if she pawned it, did the person she pawned it to know? Like, mm-hmm. But who <laughs> maybe knows? It just maybe it's going to be an ongoing plot device be. for a future film. It just film. comes in later as another plot thing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe that was intended to be up in the air so they can continue that with more characters. And it can fall into the hands the diamond. of some other new villain or whatever. Yeah. yeah. True. Very true. Uh, the plot was the plot was fine. It it was. Yeah, I enjoyed the angle they took with the storytelling where they lead into scenes, but you have no idea where it got to this point. But then yeah. she goes, "Oh, actually, yeah, <laughs> let me back up. Let me back up a little bit and tell you why and, this is and happening. Give you some more information yeah. as to why we are where we are now. Yeah, which I thought was a very clever take because it's yeah. like taking a character who's bad at telling a story but then <laughs> yeah. in a sense she's telling it in a really clever way yes exactly so i really enjoyed how they did that yeah because like the police station specifically it was just like that what? was a total why like, is she here like wait what's why going is she on? doing this yeah and then like oh actually <laughs> here's <laughs> what's going on start a little bit further back yeah. yeah so that was really cool uh fight sequences uh the police station specifically oh, was yeah. obviously a big it one it looked really crazy uh, yeah I think fight sequences in this were really good. Yeah. The choreography of the fights with all these, you know, yeah. random enemy people mm-hmm. looked wonderful. Yeah. The the shit that she did, both in the PlayStation and in the fun house later on, like yeah. they did some really inventive things with the, the environments to yeah. to beat up these baddies. It and... was really cool to see all of the different fighting yeah. happening inside this fun house in the different yeah. areas. You wouldn't normally see that kind of a situation. At first I was like, fun houses is going to be a stupid yeah. setup for yeah. a fucking fight. But then yeah. the way that they played out the battle yeah. really worked well. Exactly. One flaw I will say, uh, the body double, the stunt double, I guess you would call it, uh-huh. for Holly Quinn looked very apparent at certain scenes that yeah. was like not her yeah and i think they did a poor job at hiding her mm. face okay in some scenes okay it just kind of took away i didn't you, notice at all oh, okay yeah so <laughs> obviously well, i was paying attention i don't have to wear glasses so yeah but by wearing glasses i fixed my vision whatever <laughs> uh maybe you had cajun seasoning in your eyes still yeah maybe i did <laughs> Weeks later. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> You're like, why do I keep doing this? Uh, I would say another thing that did kind of bother me, uh, which I get why they did it. Uh, Black Canary. Mm-hmm. So she has, she's basically a meta. She has these powers mm-hmm. to shoot Yeah. Uh, words at people. I <laughs> Words. She screams, right? Sound waves, yeah. And it, like, does it just launch people back? Yeah. Okay, so she has this power, and the whole third act, she's not using it. Yeah. And then she uses it finally at one spot, and it's like, why the fuck haven't you just been using this the whole time? Literally, this battle would have been so easy if you just used it to begin with. 
they just run at you. <laughs> knocked out. Yeah. More people. <laughs> knocked out. You know, I'm trying to be low so that I'm not going to scream into the microphone. Right, right. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Well, she was trying to. Sorry, I always forget when you wear that shirt and you like slouch a little bit. It looks like a really short Goku. <laughs> it does? Yeah. Oh. I never <laughs> it noticed. hella funny. But you meant Vegeta, right? Oh, yeah, that That's one. That's pretty ignorant of you. Whatever. Close enough. I, there's no colors on it. How the fuck am I supposed to know? He's just the insane. The hair shape. It's clearly Vegeta's hair. But he's just a Saiyan. And I'm just a Saiyan. Okay. You should have known <laughs> okay. who this is. It's just a silhouette. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Whatever. Again, the anyway. shape of the hair. Okay. The shoulder pads. Everyone knows okay. that that's, that's... Okay, you're that's, right. That's fair. It's the weird fucking yeah, stripey... That's shot. Yeah, that's early Saiyan armor. Okay. <sighs> so embarrassing. Whatever. Anyway, um, what was I saying? I have no idea. Oh, you treated it so... She, yeah, interrupted myself. Um... Black Canary, in this iteration of the character, she said something about how her parents were, her mom was killed or something like that because she was, like, helping someone and then, like, she was involved in, like, helping the police or something and then she got killed. And so she doesn't want to use her powers because she doesn't want to be, like, out in public people knowing that she has powers, I think. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. That was the feeling I got from her I caught the reference that her mom knew the detective right because the detective was like trying to convince her to like be a help like help her and do good and she was like i'm not putting my fucking neck out for other people well i don't think she was trying to say like hey i need you to use your powers from something i think she's just trying to manipulate her into helping her solve the case yeah but i got build a case i guess is more accurate i just got the feeling from her demeanor about the whole situation that she didn't want other people to know that she had powers yeah, and that's possible. And so finally, her just... character was very much a kind of just do, keep quiet, do my thing. Yeah. And then slowly you see that's kind of her arc is she works for the baddie, but then slowly sees that what he's doing is not cool and she's like not comfortable working for him anymore. Yeah. And she kind of switches sides yeah. unofficially. Yeah. So I think they kind of stringed along some of the plot devices. A little bit and it didn't quite work the best but overall the point of the movie was to give you a fun popcorn flick with harley quinn and her like goofy crazy yeah. you know whatever split mind yeah persona right uh and i think they did a great job at giving you a character that you enjoy uh-huh uh and bruce yeah they brought in bruce and yeah. thank god he was okay yeah uh, Agreed. Because I was really worried once they had that scene where the guy blows her apartment, whatever, up. Yeah. And, you know, they have you thinking that don't... Bruce is dead. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because, like, what was it? He had, like, they do these things in the film where once the Joker, it words out that jo- that she's not with Joker anymore. So yeah. all these people are like, free reign. We can yeah. kill you now. Yeah. Because he was the only thing stopping people from fucking with her. Yeah. And she had a lot of people pissed with her. Yeah. So... They had these little scene, like, kind of artsy things where when somebody came in, it was very cartoony or, like, Borderlands, actually. It kind of felt like the, the introduction oh, things where yeah. they, it's kind of like a flip cel-shaded card thing of, who's yeah. this person? Yeah. Why are they mad at me? Yeah. Something interesting about them. Yeah. And this guy was, uh, doesn't know who he is. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't know what he's mad about. Yeah. He has no dick. <laughs> he has no dick. I don't think it said no dick. I think it was like, 
it was like a plant emoji list or something like that. Yeah, no it had, plant, no. There was an eggplant. No and, eggplant or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no eggplant. Yeah. <laughs> and so like they just Wait, had all what? these fun things for all of them. Yeah. Like another one, like a guy with some big bulky fucking guy was yeah. like after her because he got a tattoo on his face that was like, what was it? I don't remember what it was. It was like clown stuff. It was just clown shit. Yeah. And and she's like, I didn't do that to you. And he's like, Yeah, but you, but you, you egged the Joker egged to do him it. On. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so like. And she's like, Okay, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it just was a very fun, kooky film. Yeah. Uh, it definitely took a different approach from the the typical dark that you right. expected from the DCEU. Very true. Which they've changed with Aquaman and Shazam. All of these movies are taking a more vibrant tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed that stuff in the trailer that we saw, where mm-hmm. you think is like this big dramatic moment. Yes. In the film. Yeah. Turns out the context is something as simple as she dropped, <laughs> she her, dropped breakfast her breakfast sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> this egg sandwich she made She's like or bawling. had made. Yeah, so good. Uh, interesting fact too. Oh yeah. Apparently, Margot Robbie is allergic to chicken whites. Chicken egg whites. Chicken egg whites. Okay. Or just white chickens, I think. White chickens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chicken egg whites and so the eggs they used for the sandwich in the film uh-huh. were made from duck duck eggs yeah they huh. used duck eggs that's crazy to make the sandwich that actually explains a lot because i think that duck eggs they're supposedly have like a much darker like or- more orangey yolk yeah and they did seem like really intensely colored that is true they yeah. were a part of the dceu so yeah it says they were dark yeah yeah, and I really love the play of that where, like, she's, like, dramatically, like, looking like she's crying yeah. and, like, yeah. lunging for something. Yeah, and you, like, in turns the trailer, out, you Turns think out she just tripped and dropped, dropped her sandwich. dropped sandwich, yeah. <laughs> and the trailer makes you think, like, someone's dying or whatever. Like, something horrible is happening yeah, right? to her. Yeah, she just dropped uh, her fucking sandwich. Yeah, I will say that the, I think the trailer didn't do justice for the, uh, the movie itself. Yeah, I agree. Um. Overall, I'm giving this a, I think we already said, right? I gave it four birds. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I really think that it, it's a positive step in the right direction mm-hmm. for DC. And I hope that they continue this. I'm just curious as far as Birds of Prey. Yeah, where that's If they're going to be something by themselves or if they're going to have to like tie it to Holly Quinn all, always to keep people at least right. another movie or two. Yeah. Or if they can land on their own. I guess it depends who they bring in in their film as baddies or just new members. Right. I believe there is another... Well, I guess Batgirl is also a part of it, isn't she? So, Mm -hmm. Or is it Batwoman? One of the bats is also a part of it. And I know they're female. Yeah. A female bat. (laughs) Yeah. A fee-bat. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about this film? Uh, Yeah. Let's end on... What was your favorite part? My favorite part? Probably... My favorite part was when she's getting shot up at in the police station, like, evidence room. Uh-huh. And she's behind a pallet of cocaine. <laughs> yes. And uh, so all the, the bullets are hitting the bags yeah. and it's, it's like, cocaine powder is, yeah. like, launching everywhere. Yeah. And she's just, like, breathing it in yeah. accidentally. Yeah. And then she just goes on a rampage yeah. of, like, high. Was that in the trailer? The sniffing was, right, but the but context we didn't of what it was was right. not there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I know we both kind of were like, oh, whenever it happened. Yeah I, yeah. I don't think I caught it in the trailer, but once I saw the movie, I was like, oh. Yeah. She's that getting fucked it. up on drugs. <laughs> yeah. 
And that's, that's why hilarious. she runs out there and starts beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like fair. I said, like the yeah. the fight scenes were really intricate. They were done. really good. They were smart how they did this. Yeah. They took advantage of of like props and yeah. And there was like a cool thing with the bat even where. Oh my gosh! I want to know how many takes takes she, that took. She fucks a couple guys up with a bat. Yeah. And then like it launches in the air and then comes yeah. back to her and she catches yeah. it. Yeah. And her reaction is kind of like, oh fuck! That, yeah, like, I, I didn't know that, that was gonna happen. <laughs> She's like cool yeah i wanted to know how many takes it took to get that to happen because holy fuck that was cool yeah. like that was one well it could have been cgi too we uh, don't know if the bat was actually fair thrown. point okay whatever it's fine <laughs> way to take that from me touche <laughs> well um, you know you took my anger for resident evil so i had to okay you had to give me anger for something else yeah okay uh, my take. my favorite part uh, was Bruce. I think they did an incredible job, and especially with the laugh, mm-hmm. it was like it was just so perfect. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not quite sure I know the names, but uh, that was based off her having two hyenas yes. as pets, I believe, in the yes. comics. I I think I talked about the names when the, we talked about the trailer for this, okay. but I've already forgotten them. So let's see. Yeah, <laughs> Bud and Lou. Bud and Lou. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it was great. I wish. I think that uh, it would have been cool to see the see Bruce involved in a battle scene. I feel like it. Right. That would have been. Fun. That would have been smart. Yeah. Uh, I guess they didn't do it because of CGI yeah, purposes that's fair. and budget. I'm assuming. Yeah, probably. But that makes sense. That but it would have been, been smart. Cool. Yeah. That would have been really cool. Yeah. Or if they had like uh, in the when the guy has the no eggplant emoji. Yeah. If they have a flashback. Oh. Well, it could have been. I know, I know. Was it, it was a new thing, but yeah. in, in my head, it was like, that would have been funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, it could have been like the week before. Or in that same scene, after he does that and he's yeah. out downstairs or whatever, out in the street, yeah. you see the hyena come from behind and bite his ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's now buttless. Buttless, too. Buttless and eggplantless. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a good movie. Yeah. It was fun and it was. Um, even though there was gratuitous violence and uncomfortable yeah. bending of limbs and breaking, or just of, breaking of limbs. exploding from the inside. Exploding from the inside. I, I guess it says a lot about us that we didn't really feel like it deserved an R rating. But, yeah. But I stand by that decision. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's another thing, too, though, is uh, so that, you know, was Black Mask. They yeah. blow him the fuck up. Right. Which was a great, satisfying moment because yes. of what he the character did right. in the movie but at the same time like well but now you don't have this character yeah true true and like i know he wasn't like a prominent character but like he was a new character you could have expanded on right and now you just can't yes unless you just bring in somebody else with a fucking fetish for masks and yeah face lifting i'm sure there's literally. plenty more like that in the dcu yeah. okay uh as far as cassandra kane do you think they're going the route of her becoming a prominent character and later a, a Batgirl? I mean, she's very... The actress is very young, so they could totally go that route. I think that they were mm. making it so they could go that route yeah. because in the comics, she's a teenager, I think. But the so. origin would not be the same because she's clearly not being trained by a, a assassin father. Fair point. Yeah. but She clearly has no knowledge of who her parents are, yeah. it seems. Yeah, that's a fair point. And she's more concerned about stealing, like, people's Stuff. pocket trash. Pocket trash. <laughs> I mean. As opposed to closet trash? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of, so, Zaz, like, 
he just doesn't notice a fucking diamond is taken from his out of pocket. His pocket. I find that very. It's hard a very to odd shape to yeah. not feel come out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it was uh, a watch also, on your wrist or such something. Such an important fucking item. Yeah. That's how you're carrying it, just yeah. casually just in your pocket. Just casually at the edge of your pocket, on a busy street. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think they could. I think they chose the character being so young so that they could go that route. But yeah. I don't know. Well, I think they're probably going to hinge okay. it on how well this film does. Okay. And then final, I guess a final question for you. Huh. Are we going to see Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad 2? No. I know that her and uh, director James Gunn have a pretty good relationship so do you think she's going to make an appearance if not be a part of the film okay it's secretly being done i feel that like she could make an a cameo or a short appearance of her own free will yeah well i mean i don't think she's casted in the film but like it doesn't mean she's not going to be in the film yeah i know that's what i'm saying is you're right i did when you first said it so asked me the question i was like no she's obviously not in fucking jail anymore but (laughs) i was like oh yeah yeah she could just be there or be involved in the plot somehow separately from being on the actual squad yeah so yeah i think that would be reasonable but hell they could even be like oh she got back in jail like a throwaway line like ah that's true (laughs) you know very the, true. the damn bat got Kidnapping me again. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you can't blow up villains either or yeah. something silly like that, you yeah. know? But Suicide Squad doesn't even necessarily mean that they're going to have those bombs on their necks. Right. I mean, they don't have to go down that route again. Yeah. Very uh, true. But, I mean, it sounds like we overall enjoyed this film. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend it to people to see. I agree. If you're looking for something. Uh it's definitely better than Suicide Squad. I don't think it's the best of the DCEU, no. but I also really like Aquaman, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't, okay. which is bizarre to me. Right. Uh, and again, I don't think just Shazam was as good as everybody else seems to think. So mm-hmm. I, I'm clearly on the opposite end of... Right. And it's probably just my interest in more creature-type... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, there were war sharks in Aquaman, so of course you liked it more. Yeah, (laughs) war sharks. Ride on war sharks. Yeah, like you can't do better than that. Yeah, (laughs) unless some superhero comes in on a T Rex, I think they're gonna be the winner. Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think I think people should watch it for sure. And hopefully that the ratings do better. It it seems well, the ratings are fine. Hopefully. The viewership goes up because it seems like they're not getting as much as they thought they would, at least to start. I think that they're starting slow, but I don't think there's a huge competition coming up. I mean, Sonic doesn't seem like it's going to be beating this Mm -mm. next week. Fantasy Island, I don't think so. (laughs) No. Uh, I can't think of anything big that's going to compete with it. Yeah. So I think I think they're strong. I think they're going to get strong numbers as far as profits go. They'll, They'll at least double, I think. Okay. Alright, well that's it for our Birds of Prey spoiler review. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're glad you're still with us at this point. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, uh, or share us on your podcast service of choice. We'd really appreciate any reviews or direct feedback to let us know how we're doing. Especially if you've listened to any other spoiler reviews that we've done. Maybe let us know what we do or don't do that maybe we should do. Um, let us know if we're doing something right or wrong so that we can adjust the format of our spoiler co- spoiler cast. Um, we like to make this as entertaining as possible. You can send us an email directly at dtfpod at gmail.com. 
Um, or you can find us on dtfcast.com. And you can, e- you can even follow Stephen on uh, social media. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at ClassyCatDad. And we may be, we're evaluating getting social media specific to the podcast, but uh, we'll revisit yeah. that whenever, let you guys know whenever we figure that out. Chances are it'll be the same content. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I will force my cat pictures on, yeah. on people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> Isn't that a thing people say? I, I don't think anymore. Oh, okay. Well, I'm old, so. Yeah, that's true. Me too. I guess I'm older than you. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for episode 19 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yeah. We will be back next week with episode 20, and we may or may not eat cake for our 20th episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much comparable to 20 years. I mean, might as well be. Yeah. Yeah. We would love to share some with you, but we can't. Yeah. Doesn't quite work through podcasts. Yeah. So go buy a cake and you can join it with us. Yeah, but it's not a lie, so. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Unless we don't do it, then it is. Then I guess it is, yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, till next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>